Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Pleasure to be with you. As always, we are... Presented by the Advocates, the Utah Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Oh, you're not in Utah? Theadvocates.com, where you never pay a consultation fee. You don't pay any retainers. In fact, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case. So if you are injured in Iraq and you know if you're living here in Utah these days, there's quite a bit of snow on the ground. Saw a guy looking at his phone and doing fishtails on the freeway today. I'd have called the advocates. He'd have hit me. He deserved it, too. Uh, you can <laughs> chat with an attorney live online 24-7 for free at theadvocates.com. A lot to get to on the show today. Uh, obviously, the Donnie story. He was in court today. Uh, Donald Trump uh, officially under arrest the answer is yes. Uh, done. He showed up. He was there for like an hour. Gone back on Air Trump. Headed what back. What really to, do we have to lose? Headed back to Florida. No mugshot. A lot of people disappointed there was no mugshot. Right. Would you right. have bought the coffee cup no. or the t-shirt? Nope. Nothing. Nope. Okay. Okay. A lot of people were disappointed about that mugshot. Can't do it, bro. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show in our non-sports stories. we got to rip Chick-fil-A for the stupid salad protest that's going on. I need my life back. <laughs> okay, just put the salad back on the menu. Let the hippies live, okay? Uh, but, of course, what would this show be <laughs> if we did not start the show with As the Pac-12 Turns? Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. So, quite the uproar in the comment section. Uh, yesterday, as I center myself in the shot, is that how's that look? Is that look nice and centered? Uh, that's up? Right. Hey, we might have to, you know. <laughs> look, man. This Whoa. is the mic. Whoa! Uh, quite the uproar yesterday on the program and in the comments section about the viability of the Pac-12 as a conference. Um, and there was quite the debate about whether or not the Pac-12 was going to survive or not survive. And whether or not the Pac-12, even if they lost a single member, was still a viable conference. And I think one of the biggest points in this is there's not been a single school who, in my opinion, has shown an indicator or indication of any kind, really, that they were on the way out the door. That includes Arizona. That includes Arizona State, UW, Oregon. I don't think that there's been any indication that any Pac-12 school is willing and able to leave the conference, at least not at this point. Now, will that change when we finally get the numbers on this TV deal? I think it will. But, Jake, I think everybody rooting for the Pac-12 to fail is a little bit ahead of it right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of like uh, rooting for Donnie to fail or rooting for anybody else to fail, I think you have to have uh, you know, facts. You have to have the whole picture. And I think the struggle for the people rooting for the Pac-12 to fail is we don't have numbers yet. And I think, you know, it's, it's ongoing, obviously, you know, and, and I think that the Pac-12 is, is in a situation where they have to, they have to figure out what, what the next chapter is going to look like, because I'm, I'm one of the people who is not confident that the Pac-12 will look the same or that 
that they will still somehow be 10 member institutions strong. I, I, I'm not confident in that. I would need to see numbers and I would need to see a, a distribution deal that everyone is happy with. And, and when I say happy, I don't mean a distribution deal that kind of, you know, puts this on the back burner for two or three seasons. I mean, one that's, you know, seven, eight, 10 years strong that everyone's happy with. If you get to that point, then we're in a better place. But I just think that, you know, everyone, maybe not everyone, but I think a lot of people on our channel in the comments section want the Pac-12 to burn to the ground and they want, you know, Oregon and, and UW to go to the Big Ten and they want the four corner schools to go to the Big 12. And whatever happens to institutions like Oregon and Washington State, so be it. But I'm telling you, it's it's not as simple as that. It's not as, as you know, clean cut as that. I think this whole concept of the Pac-12 schools wanting uh, to maintain a certain academic standard, the Pac-12 schools wanting to make sure wherever they wind up feels a certain way and they have a certain type of relationship, whether you like or don't like that is inconsequential. The reality is that's how they feel. And I think, you know, this conversation we had yesterday with our sources and, and a lot of the information that we got really painted that picture. And so when we titled the show today, hey, is the Pac-12 burning in the ground? Is the Pac-12 going to make it? Is the Pac-12 going to survive? I don't know. And that's my honest answer. I really don't know because until we get the numbers, until we understand how, you know, this TV situation comes comes back and impacts folks like Cosse at Washington or, or, or Robbins at Arizona or whoever you want to point to, we really won't know the fate. And, and it's really unfortunate because, you know, the tournament, the basketball tournament ends last night. UConn obviously wins and has their way. And I'm sitting here looking at a San Diego State team that's way overachieved and represented the Mountain West as best as they possibly could. And, and they want to get into the Pac-12. And it leaves me wondering, hey, is that, is that you know, is that uh, them, you know, trying to get into a situation that essentially is impending doom? I mean, I can't help but wonder that for San Diego State. So I just think the whole situation is, is, is very much up in the air. And I think people, different people feel differently about it. And that's making it really tough to get anything done. Yeah. And I, I think it's the easy route to say, oh, the Pac-12 is going to fold. The Pac-12 is going to fail. Is that a possibility? I think it absolutely is. Now? No, I think it's absolutely not. I think we need to get a real hard number on what their maximum TV revenue is. And then let's play this game again at that time. But I think the thing that's so odd to me is there's so many people I feel like rooting for the Pac-12 to collapse. And that, I think, is what I don't understand. <coughs> and obviously, when you show somebody a weakness, the haters are going to come out of the woodwork. There's no doubt about they that. They always do. But what is, the, what is the reasoning? Where was the jump-off point where people started rooting against the Pac-12? And I mean, rooting against them, not on the field, but in existence. Like hoping that the Pac-12 collapses or implodes. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't understand. Like where did that come from? And and I don't know, you know, maybe we're a little closer to it because it's, it's, it's you know, in this part of the country on the West Coast, you have a lot more passion and heat about it. But I feel like as this show's gone on and on and on, whether it's Florida or whether it's New York, certainly Ohio, Big Ten country on this show, all voicing the hope that the Pac-12 fails. And frankly, I just don't understand that. I want it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the thing is, is that, you know, like if you ask, you know, if you ask a Kansas fan, 
what they want to happen in the Big 12. Kansas fan probably would tell you, hey, like, yeah, I think there are a bunch of arrogant schools who are 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 living a certain type of way in California and, 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 and you know, they, they just have their certain types of belief and we don't want them in the Big 12. We don't want them anyway, so who cares if their conference dissolves? Because that's the other thing around the Pac-12 that I think gets overlooked a lot. I, I feel like a lot of fans nationally are like, yeah, that's a California conference. They're all just chilling yeah. in California, and California's this crazy place, and there's a bunch of Teslas on the road, and um, you know, and USC and Cal uh, are, are leaving because it's so bad, right? Like, and, and it's like, hey, I understand the Pac-12 is is not in some great place. Like, I, I'm with you on it, but it's definitely not an all California conference. And I do think that there there are ways they could fix this. I just don't think that they're open to those different ways. And so then we have to have a conversation about, okay, well, inevitably what happens when, you know, your media deal comes in between 17 and $22 million a year per school? Then what? Then, you know, well, is Oregon and Washington going to want to jump ship or is the four corner schools starting with Arizona and Arizona State going to want to go or like what, what you know, what well, is I think we're going to find plan? out. I yeah. think we're going to find out because I'm also one of the people who just I, I just don't buy the again, the rubber stamping of this nonsense that says, oh, well, the Pac-12 has a better TV footprint. No, actually, it does not. I'm not the person that's like, oh, well, you know, academically, the Big 12 can hang with the Pac-12. No, they can't, mm -hmm. right? Like the truths are the truths. I think you have a more passionate, plugged in, more, you know, interested fan base in the Big 12. Best. I think Pac-12 schools, for better or for worse, they're not the, the sit around at a tailgate all day on Saturday <laughs> and can't wait for that kickoff tonight. That's not how the Pac-12 works. And if you look at the remaining schools, that's certainly not how it works. And I think when you look at the Big 12, the, the, the Big 12, the Big 10, the SEC, I think passion amongst the fan bases is significantly higher in those conferences than it is in the Pac-12. I think that's why the lower TV number in the Pac-12 is justified. Does that mean $20 million? Certainly not. If you're, if you're just going to put in $20 million, you might as well not put in at all because that's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. You can't survive on that. But let's not sit here and pretend like the Pac-12 has this unbelievable you know, product to sell and there's tons of value and I can't believe the disservice being done by these networks. I can because they're not great TV markets. Well, and I think that that sort of opinion and, and arrogance out of the Pac-12 is where the the negativity comes from the other conferences fans. I, I, I mean, yeah. you can, it, like, yeah. if we, if we try to put ourselves in a, you know, an LSU fan's shoes or an Alabama, an SEC football fan's shoes who lives in Georgia, right. And is a big Kirby person and all about, all about their bulldogs. If you said, Hey, what do you think of Washington? Well, I don't care about Washington. They're on the West coast. When's the last time they played for a championship? Hell, Pac-12 is not even going to be around in three years. Hell, man! You, you know what I mean? Like that, like, and I'm not like, hey, I'm sorry if Georgia fans in the comments, but I, I, you know, hey, like that's what I think. I, I think that you know, people out east have a very different viewpoint. And again, it doesn't they make do. them bad people. I just think that the Pac-12 has a big time reputation problem out east, and and really, 
it, like bring it closer to home the midwest as well i would say we i mean we get we get people all the time in the comments section who find us on our big 12 content who are like yeah i don't i you know i don't think the pac 12 is going to make it and furthermore i don't want them to make it i want to pick up these schools and i want to grow the big 12 and and who the hell cares anyway because inevitably the big 12 and the pac 12 are going to merge like they should have already i mean we've heard that a million times I st- and i still think it's the right thing to do i think it is I, I don't know if it is the likely scenario at that that would even be hard for me to to say that it's the likely scenario but I don't think there's any question that when you look at the issues facing the Pac-12 fan apathy is a huge part of that yeah and I think you look at statistics like this like if you look at these numbers right here and you start to understand that you know look at the first column there total estimated college sports fans, uh, TV homes in the market. You look at the you look at the the you know total TVs in the original eight in the Big Twelve. It's two point six. But you look at total TV Big Twelve. It's four point eight million. Man, you look at total TVs in the remaining Pac Ten. It, it's four point three four point um, or excuse me three point two million. And if you add San Diego State and SMU, it's four point three million. And round it up to 4.4, you're still not where the Big 12 is. Yeah. And that's the part that people can't get away from. And if you look at the total footprint of the Big 12, it's larger than the footprint of the Pac-12. Yeah. And if you look at the estimated uh, you know, number of college sports fans in Big 12 country, it's 38% to 26%. It's awfully difficult to get away from that. Estimated college football fan TV homes in the media market – 4 million to 2.7 million. Like these numbers are very difficult to get away from. And you look at that last column, additional college basketball fan TV homes and markets. That's almost two to one right there. 873 to 440,000. That's not good at all. And and I'll leave that up there so you can look at that a little bit. But the, the, the numbers that we're talking about, about Pac-12 survivability, it, 10 years from now, in my firm opinion, the Pac-10 is gone. Like it doesn't, it doesn't exist. So if you take a minute and you look at some of these numbers right here that are in front of you, and you start to understand like the first column there is percentage of people interested in college football in your market, and you look at 38% to 30%, and it doesn't go up when you add San Diego State and SMU, Dude, that's a real ball buster right there. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a real ball buster. And then you go all the way to the far right. That's Google Trends college football interest by metro area. Yeah. For the last 15 years, and you start to understand that it's going the wrong way in Pac-12 country, and it's up 8.3 percent in Big 12 country. It's down two and a half percent. Like that's that is ugly. Well, and I think this this also, you know, I mean, this obviously speaks directly to uh, supply and demand issues with the Pac-12 and their TV partners. And, yes, and it again, does. I, I think, you know, again, if, if you didn't watch yesterday's program, we had breaking news from our sources that say that ESPN and the in and the Pac-12 have a fracture, uh, you know, in their relationship, and they haven't talked in a long time, and and they're not in a good place. And I think that those numbers that you just saw on the screen, I feel like are a big part of that because if you're ESPN or really any any TV potential TV partner in the landscape you're not like the conversation you want to have is oh my god like you guys have all this viewership and like 
you know, you're clearly, there's clearly a lot of demand for your product. Let's work out a deal. So then we can get all those viewers on our platform. But that's not the conversation the Pac-12 is able to have. And, and, and what's unfortunate is that you have these, these very, like, old but awesome brands in the Pac-12. You know, like, UCLA is, is a brand that was incredibly strong. But it hasn't been in 10 years, probably, right? Yeah. Like, it hasn't been in a long time. Like, you look at SC before, you know, Reggie Bush got caught and Pete Carroll got caught and all that good stuff. Like, USC was a national power. And they're just now coming back. And so I think the supply and demand issue for the Pac-12 is ultimately what, what is killing them. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Let's get your comments in here after we remind you, $10 to change the rest of your life. If I said to you, give me $10, we'll change the trajectory of the rest of your life. You'd do that every day, right? So if I said, hey, we know of a way that you can go on that vacation you've always dreamed of, own the house you want to own, own the cars you want to own, Buy the things you want to buy, and it's only going to cost you $10. That's why you go to TridayTrading.com. $10 for the rest of your life. $10 to get a 30-day membership at TridayTrading.com where they are going to teach you how to become a prolific day trader. And we've talked about it for weeks on the show now um, that if you woke up this morning and you're like, damn, I hate my job. I hate Jim, my supervisor. Man, I don't want to go to work. That's not the way you should live your life. Tridaytrading.com, that's the way you should live your life because what they're going to do is they're going to put you through their program and it is a very simple, very simple process. You look right here on your screen, you go to tridaytrading.com. This is right in the middle of the screen. 30-day trial program right there, you see. You pay $10, you get a 30-day membership. In that 30 days, hey, listen, if it's not for you, you're out, you're done right? It's not, you're not comfortable with it. Something doesn't feel right. Cool. But overwhelmingly people go through the 30 day trial and then they move on because look at step three, you get one-on-one -on -one training with your coach, your own professional day trading coach to trade using Triday Trading's proprietary leading indicators. And you look at step four, they're going to teach you how to be a day trader. And then they're going to give you their money to trade with, your first trades are not with your money, it's with their money. And when you make money with their money, they're gonna give you 80% of the profit. And again, it's $10. That's going to, by the way, I need to say, be given to a charity so it's a tax write-off. Yes. They're gonna teach you how to be a prolific day trader. So it's education, it's a tax write-off. What do you have to lose? Whether you're looking for a new full-time gig or if you're just going through the, the cycle in the, the mill of side hustles, Turn all that off, tridaytrading.com, $10 to change your life. Make sure you select The Monty Show in the dropdown. How'd you, hear about, how'd you hear about us? Select The Monty Show at tridaytrading.com. And I'm telling you right now, guys, I know it sounds like it's crazy or it's too good to be true. It will change your life at tridaytrading.com. $10. You spend $10 on lunch every day, dude. Yep. Spend $10 on the rest of your life at TridayTrading.com. All right, let's get your comments in here. I see a bunch of people uh, giving us tips and, um, you know, super stickers to get their comments read first, which is what our great Floridian, Maury Alvarez, first went in today, says rooting for negativity in life will only lead to more negative negativity. We need to think more positively in life. I agree. Yeah. And today it's really interesting that this, 
Why is everybody so down on the Pac-12 conversation is happening? Because you look at what happened with the Don in New York today, or you look at the Pac-12, or the negative is really easy. It's really easy. Like with Tri-Day Trading. Hey, I hate my job. My job sucks. My life sucks. My marriage sucks. My friends suck. I don't have any money. Everything sucks. Like that's really easy. To be positive, you got to control the, the, the voice in your head, man. And I'm telling you, you look at this situation with the Pac-12 or Donald Trump or your job or whatever it might be. If you will just control the voice in your head, hey, we just got to get through to today. Today's not the day we're going to die. Just got to wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a better day, right? Maybe tomorrow we get the Pac-12 TV deal. It's not going to be. It's not going to be tomorrow. Sometimes I think I but just say shit. I think that's an excellent point. Very well said, Maury Alvarez. Good to see you. John Evans gives us $5 to say the Pac-12 is hard sell east of the Rockies. Every other conference loves sports. The Pac-12 doesn't. And I think there's something to that. Yeah, that's a great I think point. the Pac-12 has never been able to get out of its own regionality. It's never been able to break out and for better or for worse, get a, a West Virginia, you know, or go and court a BYU and a Houston and a, a Central Florida. The way that the Big 12 has, it's broken out of that. Ah, oh, you're a truck stop conference, bro. Fucking A. Like it's broken out of that, right? Yeah. So the Pac-12's never been able to do that. And now that they've contracted a little bit with USC and UCLA going to the Big 10, I think that's only magnified more. Because you really, if you if you look at the footprint of this conference, even if you add SMU, let's say, that's not really breaking you out of your West Coast, be, you know, footprint. Because I just don't think SMU is relevant. They're they're tr tr truly not relevant, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. San Diego State, obviously, what they've done in basketball and the struggles the Pac, you know, twelve has in basketball. I think San Diego State's a, a no brainer. And as we've told you. Our sources at the Big 12 have told us that San Diego State is joining the Big 10, or excuse me, is joining the Pac-12. Um, I think that's there's no doubt about that. Yeah. That the 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 folks at the Big 12 would have liked San Diego State. I don't think they needed it, and San Diego State wants to be in the Pac-12, which makes frankly makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think that's a no-brainer. Adding SMU, adding Fresno State, adding Boise State. I think those are all mistakes. Because I just don't think it helps you. Thanks. And now that as a conference that you don't have divisions, there's nothing that says you have to add in twos or fours. Mm -hmm. I think it. I think there is a certain level of desperation in the Pac-12 to add two or four because you're trying to get more money from your TV partners. But if it's San Diego State and SMU, are you really getting more money for that? Well, and I think you can see what's coming, right? I mean, you want to add two or four because you know you're going to lose institutions. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I think it's, uh, again, in my opinion, I think every day that goes on without a TV deal, I think is a huge problem. Yeah. Because it just perpetuates the easy negative. Pack your um, shit. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It just perpetuates the negativity. Truly, That's it does. It, Skippy. Truck Stop Gumby says, hey, Monty and Jake. Hey, Monty. See, Kaufman, what's up? Uh, Kurt Myers says the UFC and WWE are now managed under the same marketing firm. Well, we know. We talked about this. We, we discussed so this yesterday. yesterday. Yesterday's uh, Kurt Meyer says, too many turnovers for San Diego State to win the championship. 
I just think UConn was a superior basketball team. And Valiant I don't even the think second it was half close. by San Diego State. But, yeah, you know. but was it ever really close? It wasn't ever. I mean, they they went on that one stretch where it got to like eight. But I, I mean, other than that, it never really was like worrisome. No, not at all. Mike Chase, how are you? Good afternoon, fellas. Have a great show. I kind of hope the pack is burning to the ground. Wow. But in all reality, it's probably going to be around. It just might not look the same uh, <laughs> if the numbers come in low. <laughs> Not Quote, wrong. I kind of hope the pack is burning to the ground. <laughs> kind of. Ah, oh, Raptor 88, my guy, what's up? Good to see you. He says, what's up, casuals? Another day of snow. Yeah, oh, seriously. Oh, my word, dude. I'm ready, man. C. Kaufman says, hit the like button, casuals. Mr. Preston, by the way, the brakes are fantastic. Mr. Preston, if you guys need auto mechanic work, Mr. Preston's your dude. Yeah. Happy Tuesday, casuals. More pack talk. I love the show, Grum. Uh, appreciate you. Bro, Cowboy bro. Reb says... Uh, but it may not be a good show today. Why would I go ahead and hit the like button prematurely? Well, I mean, aren't, don't we just give participation trophies? Right? Just I mean, hit, that's that's I this mean, generation, isn't it? What you got to lose, man? Hit the like button. We really button. did. You know. Uh, let's see. Bob Holsey, what's up? As a worst-case scenario, could the Pac fans live with a conference of Utah, Cal, Stanford, Washington State, Oregon State, and five G5 schools? Good Lord. I mean, you know, uh, Aren't you a G5 at that point? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're... If you're Utah, Cal, I mean, and Stanford... Yeah, you're 50% G5, aren't you? Washington State, Oregon State, and then five G5 schools. I, I don't know yeah, that you're... you're not you're, a P5 conference. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Tanner Plummer says, hey, yo, Monies. Hey, Monies. What's up? Truck Stop Gumby says, breaking news. News has broken. Coming up next. Well, news is fractured. <laughs> we, the x-rays came back. It's a fracture. It's not a break. Yeah. You know? You know, Jacob DeLambo says, just got my bucked up shaker in the Let's mail. Go. Let's go, DeLambo. Let's go. What color did you get, DeLambo? I'm always interested in that. Of course, uh, bucked up energy is the official energy drink of the Monty show. Hell yeah, I've got the Miami out already. <sighs> yummy, yummy in my tummy. Whoa. Uh, it's probably too much. Uh, in the description below, there is a free samples link. Go get them, guys. You want your free shaker cup like the Lambo got? Hook it up. Uh, all you have to do is click the link below. Jake's got his. Yeah. Look, at, look at him. Yeah. Look at yeah. him with the lime green. Here. Lime green, baby. What's up? I'm telling you, they are the best shakers in the business. I say it every day. Your balls are attached to your, your, to your, to your shaft in the yeah. middle of the cup. Dilly dilly. The shaker, dilly, dilly. the mixer blender ball thing in the, yeah, you know. You know, and stuff. It's nice that they're attached to a post on the lid because then they don't go like flying all over the kitchen, such as myself and like we. Right. Um, but the, the best part is they're giving you three samples of your choice, whatever you want. I would tell you, absolutely try the BCAs. I love the Racked BCA. Great flavor. Phenomenal. Um, their pre-workouts are all good. I personally use their uh, greens every day. Like, for instance. They, they put their greens in powder form. I put them in my morning shake that Mrs. Monty and I have. I think they're phenomenal. They, they don't change the taste of my shake at all. Um, and I love that I get fiber. I love that I get nutrients because I trust Bucked Up because their flavors their ingredients, it's all true to form. And I've had really good success with it. It's, I, I, I tell you the racked BCAs have carnitine in it, which helps you process fat more effectively. I feel like I have absolutely slimmed down. Like it just works. That's the, what I always tell people. When people are like, wow, there's so many supplements, but how many of them actually do what they tell you they're going to do it? Bucked up, you know you are, 
Don't take my word for it. Try them free in the, in the link below in the description. Uh, there is free samples. Get them right now. Um, and by the way, the best flavor of energy drink yes. absolutely is Miami. I'm holding it up. Let's go. There it is. Uh, and I will say, it. I, I have had a better time finding it. I've been getting it at Walmart or, or Harmon's. More likely Harmon's at the district. It was on sale, two for five bucks. Love when they put bucked up on sale. It's pretty rare. Um, but they had Miami the other day. I bought like 20-something cans. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I love Miami. I'm a huge fan. So make sure you go and get it. Bucked up the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Uh, let's see. Who's up? Gary, good afternoon. To be fair, no one is interested in watching uh, Washington and Colorado <laughs> when they can watch Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Honest to goodness, what's a better game? Because I know that you're about to get all boned. Stay hard. Because, yeah, oh, Deion yeah, Sanders, you already bro. Know, bro. You already uh, know. <laughs> Coach Prime. <laughs> so if it's Washington and Colorado or Texas Tech and Okie State, who are you watching? Washington and Colorado. Because? Because uh, I think Washington's underrated. But I also, particularly this year, because of Dion, yeah, I, I'm not going to run from that. Okay. I want to see what Dion can do. Okay, Matt Hartley, uh, member of the show, says UConn football would make Kansas stop being the worst football school. Kansas is not the worst football school anymore. What I'm telling you, man, they're playing football in Lawrence. You better get ready for it. Uh, David Sebesta, what's up? San Diego is only 1.1 million TV sets, which is below the current Pac-10 average of 1.2. Does not move the needle at all, but it gives you territory. Gives you numbers. It gives you. I would agree with that. It gives you. A, it gives you a what's called a DMA, an advertising market. So that's just my opinion. Patrick Bourne, what's up? Pac-12 or Big 12 just added one of the largest cities in the nation. Well, you know, I look at I look at Cincinnati, and I don't think I'd say it's one of the Gonzaga. Oh, you mean Provo, Utah? Gonzaga, Provo, Gonzaga, Provo, like Utah. Gonzaga. Provo, Utah. Hiscock. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I agree. Provo, Utah is a great city. I mean, you were talking about Provo, right? I mean, it's one of the. Um, move on. Uh, um, Cougar Tail says, "Come off your pretend ivory tower." Um, my pretend ivory tower. Didn't okay. realize you were pretending to be on an ivory tower. I I don't know. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, "Man, if they merged, when the TV networks told them the Big Pack would be a damn good conference, getting fifty million per contract." And in fifteen to twenty million for other revenue, and they'd be at sixty-five million dollars each. Oh, dude! But we've only me... gone over this a thousand flipping but I think times. It's a great point, like we have, but I think it is still the main. I agree. Like, like, for lack of a better description, the main backslap, dude. It's the main thing. It's the main regret. It's like, oh my god, we don't have a TV deal yet. We should have merged. I'm saying, and we told you. Uh, I think I want to say that was last fall, September, October. You know. Um, that Fox and ESPN strongly suggested that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 merge and the Pac-12 wouldn't even have the conversation. Hey, guys. Would not have the conversation. And I, I, I am of the belief that that was when this whole TV deal died. Yeah. I think Fox, shortly after that, just before Halloween, Fox said, hey, we're out. We're not interested. I think that really put ESPN in the driver's seat. And again, I'll just repeat what I've said. ESPN wins no matter what. Yeah. 
Because the Pac-12, in my opinion, cannot do a TV deal without ESPN. Just my opinion. You go with NBC Universal, or you know, you go with the Discovery Networks, or you go with whoever you end up with. It doesn't matter. You're not getting the reach, and you're not getting the the checkbox of being on in every bar that you get with ESPN. And I think that matters. And by the way, the other thing is you're already suffering from an East Coast bias. There, I, I don't think anybody disputes that. Yeah. Do you think Jimmy, the AP voter in Poughkeepsie, New York? Or Diane, the AP voter in Miami, Florida, is going to go trying to figure out where the Pac-12 late window Bro, game is? what are you is? talking about, man? If it's not on ESPN, do you really think people are going to go find the Paramount app? Or nope. They're not doing that. Nope. And I think you're – so you're already in a position where it's, it's going to hurt you if you're not in bed with ESPN. Well, and I think you – a while back, we were having a conversation about this, and you had described this concept of like – like part of the value of ESPN is that person who just got home from being out with their friends and flips on the tube while they wind down from the yep. day and whatever, they're sitting on the couch with their dog and they flip on ESPN just cause it's ESPN and your product is on. That's part of the value of ESPN. Like I don't just, I don't like when I come home from doing the show and the day and the work and everything, I, I'm not like, Oh yeah, man, better turn on NBC. No, that's not how it works. I'm going to turn on ESPN because yeah. it is ESPN. And I, and I think that can't be forgotten when we talk about ESPN's value. I continue to say that the, the thing that ESPN brings that nobody else can replicate is me. Because I cannot tell you how many times SportsCenter is on while I mindlessly flip through social media. I cannot tell you how many times I'll be talking to Mrs. Monty She'll be working with the dogs or we'll just be sitting around talking and sports centers on in the background <coughs> or a ball games on in the background <coughs> and it's ESPN. Yeah. And you don't think about it. It just, as a sports fan, it just is. Yeah. And so on a late Saturday night when you've been busy all day and you're falling asleep and Washington and Oregon are playing on ESPN games on in your TV in on your TV in your living room. It's on down at, you know, Jimmy's Sports Bar and every other sports bar because it's ESPN. Oh, you're, you're on the road in a hotel room? And what do you get? You absolutely get ESPN. And now, listen, I understand, and I think that's a really good instance. A lot of people in their hotel room are going to do what? Not pay for Wi-Fi. So they're going to watch TV, right? Like, if you just think about the normal patterns, the way we watch TV— I'm telling you, without ESPN, this the Pac-12 is going to suffer for a couple of years. Yeah, I I just don't I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Matt Hartley says, "What's big? Did Big 12? What city did Big 12 just add? Houston? Well, yeah. You look at Houston, Cincinnati, Provo, Central Florida, Orlando. I mean, those are really good pickups. Houston's yeah. a great pickup for the Big 12. They, I mean, the Big 12 owns Texas. Yeah, I mean, they do." Austin, congratulations. But whether it's Lubbock, whether it's Houston, well, yeah, I mean, you just, you look at Dallas-Fort Worth with TCU, like they have every major market that you want in, in Texas. That's Big 12 country. And it's, it's fantastic that you've got A&M and you've got Texas and they're in the SEC. The Big 12 owns Texas. 
in my opinion. There's no doubt about that. Well, and until and again, until yeah. Sark figures it out at Texas and yeah. until they start winning, I don't think that's going to change because Texas A&M doesn't move the needle. Well, and I think the thing with the Big 12 is like th that's why it's so attractive, in my opinion, that Utah would go to the Big 12 or Colorado would go to the Big 12 or, you know, any anybody in that mountain region. Right. I mean, I'd even yeah. I'd even throw the Arizona schools into that into that conversation, because I think, you know, they're they're, you know, a, a really good fit. And and, and I'm telling you, I, we, Brett Yormark has said himself, hey, we need to push into that fourth time zone. We need to get uh, a Pacific time zone school. And I think part of that process is adding uh, one of at least one of these mountain time zone schools. And I and. And again, I, I, I know we've had our issues on, on Dion, but I think to your point with Dion, like maybe that's the biggest reason he needs to be as successful as possible this year. Because if you have a, a, a one win year, let's say, which I don't think will happen, but let's say it did happen, that's a pretty bad look when you're talking about yeah. joining another conference. So yeah. there's, there's a lot to that. Chad Masters makes a really good point. West, Co uh, West Coast State are losing population of Big 12 states upper middle and middle class viewers. I think that's a phenomenal point. Yeah. Because how many how much of an excess this is there from Seattle, from Portland, from any major population center in California? Because you just can't afford it. Yeah. You just can't afford it. And where are all of those people going? I can tell you they're going to Arizona. I can tell you they're going to Utah, Salt Lake City. There is no question about that. I can tell you Denver and the mountain communities of Colorado are are exploding. You look at, I mean, I think it's a phenomenal point. I really do. Spangler, what's up, my guy? He says, San Diego State just doesn't have brand value. We don't need any more Cincinnati's. Au contraire, mon frere. Yeah, I think that, it, yeah. It doesn't matter that it's San Diego State. And I've, I, I will just say it as plainly as I can because it's been explained to me this way 10 different times by 10 different people. Think about Southern California Toyota. They're trying to reach sports fans. Where's that money going currently? Well, it's going to the Pac-12. Where's it going to go a year from now? Well, it's going to go to the Big Ten and the Mountain West. Why is it going to the Mountain West? Because San Diego State's in the Mountain West. So if San Diego State's in the Big 12, now all of a sudden that money goes into the Big 12 coffers. All of a sudden now that money goes to whoever Fox and ESPN and this is a big deal. This is what one of the main things with this TV deal. If you look at ESPN and why they don't want to pay more than $9 million a year per school, $90 million, because they're not getting that Toyota money. Yes. They're not getting that Toyota money. So it's not about San Diego State's brand. It's not. It truly is not. Well, and I think, I think to that point, I, there's also this this sort of double standard at play, too, because in that instance, it's not about brand. But like for Oregon and Washington, it's definitely about brand, right? Or for like these schools that are looking to go to another conference, it's 100% about branding and, and eyeballs. But for, for San Diego State, they're just a conduit to get to, to people in that part of the country. And, and I think this tournament run, I, 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 it can't be overstated in my opinion. I mean, that, that's a, it's a hell of a time to, to go to the national championship game. But why is that? Because who's making money? San Diego State goes to the NCAA tournament. Who's making money in San Diego and in Southern California? Fucking everybody. Yes. Why is that? Because the CBS affiliate in San Diego now got new money 
because every San Diegan in the world is watching that. Yes. And by the way, Southern California is a big melting pot. So San Diego State fans in Los Angeles, KBC got more money, KCBS got more money because people are like, oh, San Diego's in the NCAA tournament. Let me spread my money around and hit those people, right? So the local affiliate and, and who's, who's the big daddy of the local affiliates? Well, that'd be Disney, ABC, and ESPN. So now when USC and UCLA leave, who's not going to get that bread? The local ABC affiliate, right? So who's going to get that bread now? It's going from the ABC station to the CBS station, to the NBC station, yes, yes. right? So what does San Diego State do? San Diego State brings that money back into the Pac-12. San Diego State brings that money back into the Big 12. Thanks. So you have to understand how the TV business works because that's where the money's being spent. Yeah. So when you look at Snapdragon or you look at, you know, crypto.com or all of these other Research. naming rights things, why why are you at why 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 are you at crypto.com arena? Well, because crypto.com wants to expose itself not to Los Angeles, to one of the biggest brands in the history of American sports, the Los Angeles Lakers. Cuz Crypto.com Arena is the home of the Lakers. Why are the Clippers building their own deal? Because they want their own stadium. And they play where the Lakers play. Right? You look at the Chargers. Where are the Chargers play? At SoFi Stadium. Yeah. You don't say at the Rams house or at the Rams stadium. I say SoFi Stadium. Why'd SoFi Stadium or why'd SoFi buy the name of that stadium? Not to be on the Chargers or the Rams. To be affiliated with the NFL. And so that it gets baked into your mind. But if, if you're not, if you, if you have nobody watching your games... All of a sudden, Snapdragon Stadium becomes a lot less valuable. But now, didn't the naming rights to the Los Angeles Coliseum become fun? Aren't they United Airlines Field at the at the LA Coliseum? Didn't that just go up exponentially? Didn't the the NASCAR race, the the preseason race at yeah. the Coliseum, didn't that just the value of that go up exponentially? Think about this stuff. Well, look at the Delta Center, right? Yeah, like you know, it's what? the same thing. I'm telling you, there's a lot more going on. Like, look at the NHL with come, come trying to come to Utah. Yeah. Ryan Smith had a great meeting, apparently, with the NHL, the owner of the Utah Jazz. Well, you think Delta's not happy about that? If they can get a Stanley Cup playoff game in their building, and we say Delta Center a million flipping times? Mm-hmm. That's how these deals get done. So all of that to say, when you're looking at the business of San Diego State, they're not Cincinnati. I would agree to you that Cincinnati largely just checked a balancing box. They did. Because now that Luke Fickle's not there, how attractive really is Cincinnati? If we're being brutally honest, with all due respect, Bearcat fans, who I know you come in the comments and you get pissed off respect. all the time, totally understand it. Luke Fickle left. The football coach at Cincinnati who built that program <coughs> left. He's now in Wisco with, with Wisconsin. In God's name, image, so and likeness. So how valuable really is Cincinnati? If Luke Fickle goes to Wisco and Cincinnati just disappears, because they're not really much of anything else. They're a football school now. Kenya Martin ain't coming through that door anytime soon. Yeah. Right? So how much value really is there in Cincinnati, which is an NFL town and a Major League Baseball town? Right? Okay. How much value really is there in Houston? Well, I think there's massive value in Houston. Number one ranked basketball team for a good part of the season. You look at their football program. You look at the fact that you can hold major events there. Oh, by the way, I don't know, like the NCAA tournament final four, which was just at NRG. Like, yeah, I mean, there, it's, there's no question that Houston is, I think is very good. 
BYU, you're not bringing BYU in because Provo's some great market you had to have. Why'd you bring BYU in? They brought you money in your TV deal, and they bring a million viewers to the TV every time they're yes. on. Yes. That's why you brought BYU in. They're not some great athletic program, even though I think the football and the basketball and all, that's all going to get back, right? But if we're being honest, they're women's soccer, they're volleyball, yes. they're baseball a little bit, right? They're not a football powerhouse at BYU. They haven't been, right? And now especially going into the Big 12. So you didn't bring BYU in because you thought they were going to win the conference to go to the college football playoff every year because that's not who BYU's been. Brought BYU in because you want to do business with a million people every time they're on TV. So get your facts straight. And oh, by the way, they travel, so they sell more tickets. Yeah. You don't have empty seats in stadiums. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of value there. Yeah. Tell me the value of Cincinnati. Because nobody's ever been able to answer that question for me. So I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm just, you know. Uh, Kenneth says, Sandy, Kenneth, who you're known to be a little salty, Kenneth. San Diego State is not important in its own market like SMU. So you think San Diego State <coughs> is irrelevant. Now, I can only tell you from living there 15 years of my life, I can only tell you that I think San Diego State's very relevant. Yeah, I think it's a destination university. I have family members who went there. I think you look at the the... Everything from golf at Torrey Pines to food in Old Town to the shores of La Jolla. Dude, the community is unquestioned. I mean, there's yeah. just no getting around it. Yeah, I like. think you're, I completely disagree. I completely disagree. And as far as SMU and Dallas goes, I don't even think SMU is at all a factor in Dallas. If we're talking about Q factor, I mean, yeah, it, the problem is you're never going to get TCU. And you, I mean, you're 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 not going to get one of the big brands in Texas football in the Pac-12. Yeah, you're not. And SMU, based on Q factor numbers, alumni, all that stuff, is only going to deliver you a very small part of of Dallas Fort Worth. So, I, I I just don't think that there is an ad that's obvious right now, unless there was like a shocking turn of events that just turned us all inside out rectally. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> Where are we at in society today? I, I, I don't know what that would look like. But man, Hugh I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. I can't think of a school that would move the needle significantly because Boise yeah. ain't it. Nah. Fresno ain't it. San Diego State's the one. And I think it's a, that's the minimum bar, in my opinion. Loke man gives us $5. Say, can the pack change their minds and merge with the big 12 and ask ESPN to renegotiate their contract? I sure they could. Anything's possible. Sure. Right? They I could, mean, anything's but possible. But again, put yourself in ESPN's position now. And you, like your phone rings, ring, ring. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. It's George Klyovcock. Um, I'd like to renegotiate and merge with the big 12. Can you help us? We're not available now. Why? Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Well, a, why would you do that? Yeah, and you're probably not taking this call to begin with, right? But if you're ESPN, what is your, what's the, what's the reason you would all of a sudden help the Pac-12 do anything? This is what's going to happen, Tonto. Because you're already getting all their schools when the Pac-12 evaporates. Yes. So your only motive would be to bring everybody over to one conference, right? 
But then at that point, you're kicking Klyovkov to the curb anyways because there's no doubt Brett Yormark's an operator and George yeah, Klyovkov is not, right? I, like, I don't even know... I don't even know how you would structure that at this point. I think that the big the Big Twelve has just continually like it feels like weekly driven another nail into the coffin of the Pac twelve. Yes. I mean if we're being honest. And we're not the only ones saying that either. Yeah, I mean it, it is an awfully difficult sale. Yeah. Right now. If you if we're I, and again, I and if you think I'm wrong, please feel free. Oh, Kenneth is gonna tell you you're wrong. Oh, I'm no sure doubt. he will. I mean, that's Kenneth's brand. Uh Robert Moffitt. I'm no San Diego State lover, but I think San Diego State probably got a few hundred thousand more fans recently. Well, cough. You ain't wrong about that. (laughs) You you ain't wrong about that. You know. Uh, Simon, 2077. I live in Dallas-Fort Worth. The SMU Stadium is like a grade school stadium. No one watches them. This is a pro sports town. I don't even disagree with that. And this is this was talked about back with TCU going to the college football playoff. There was not even massive energy around TCU going to the college football playoff. But I think there's uh, look, you you can think about SMU whatever you want. And I'm not even saying that that Simon you're wrong. I, you live there, you know, you you're probably spot on. But at the same time, it, there's no doubting that the Pac-12 at some point needs to break into Texas. I mean, like if you're going to survive long-term over the next decade, you got to have Texas on some level. And I know that SMU is not, right. is not, you know, Texas university. It's not, you know, it's not Texas. But they'll Tech. do, not, but they'll do, but like, they'll, they but you know what not. I mean? It's tongue in cheek. It's a joke, but it's real. They will do right. Horns down. Like we get it. You know what I mean? Like, come on. There are no Texas, but they'll do. Uh, Michael Peck says, BYU definitely not competing with Notre Dame and brand. I would agree with that. Delaric, SMU not a factor in Dallas, but SMA does have a rich alumni. SMU does have a, they do have well-to-do alumni too. Yeah. So, I mean, SMU used to be, SMU used to be that dude. Sorry, that's so bad. Not to have my ringer turned off on my phone. <laughs> you know, I'm terrible. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, let's see. Tanner. Hello, Tanner. Tanner Plummer. Hello, friends. Uh, the King of Soaking says, I've been to San Diego a million times. I freaking love that city. And San Diego State is very relevant in that part of the country. By the way, Coyote Cafe in Old Town has the best Mexican food I've ever tasted. You're welcome. <sighs> See, you listen to the Monty it's program. Not, guy, guy, you're skipping the lead here. Yeah. It's not Coyote Cafe. It's not. But it's not I, Coyote Cafe. I didn't want to be a jerk about well, it. Well, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, this. I love your comment, Tanner. I appreciate the whole thing, except for this one small point. And I wouldn't even be pointing it out if this wasn't like the holy grail of Mexican food in San Diego. It's Cafe Coyote, bro. Come on. Uh, listen, I think I... Uh, just make sure yeah i mean confirm it maybe i'm an idiot i mean it wouldn't be the first time you know you know yeah um, you know you know that uh you know the same way that i do i can't spell so uh okay here let me let me me yeah you're on a computer what am i why am i playing with it but anyway the point is the point is i think i thought it was los coyotes cafe i could be wrong it is cafe coyote in old town san diego it's phenomenal Phenom- right on yeah. the corner by the Best Western. It is confirmed on maps. It is Cafe Coyote. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Tanner. Damn it. Earthquaker. 
Anyway, wow. uh, wow, Earthquaker. Gary Gary says stay hard. Stay hard. Exactly right. Uh, Renee says SMU could be come TCU. TCU still plays fifth, sixth fiddle in Dallas Fort Worth. That's a cowboy town, right? This is the plight of the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Which is to say, you don't really have a plight, right? You should have st- still been the Minnesota North Stars. But nobody liked Dino Cicerelli. That's a whole different thing. Anyway, my point is, I don't know what the hierarchy there would be. I would imagine Cowboys won. I would imagine Texas two. I would imagine Mavs three. Where are the Rangers in that town? Not high on the list. You don't think? No. They got a brand new stadium. No way. You know, screwed taxpayers for it. But I agree. It's it, Dallas Fort Worth is a is absolutely a pro sports town. Uh, Ahmad Al Mabashur, Ahmad, add San Diego State and Memphis. Memphis has always been interesting. I don't disagree with that. Kenneth says, yet they don't get people in that town to watch San Diego State. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, but again, I think you're arguing the wrong argument. I don't think anybody cares if people in San Diego watch San Diego State. They no. care that San Diego State's in San Diego. Right. I mean, and if we're really, you know, brass tacks, that's a Padre town right now. I think the NFL is second. I think the Pac 12 is third. And I think San Diego State's fourth. Yeah. Just because their football program's relevant enough. Program. But they're not, they're not contending for, you know, a, a college football playoff spot. I mean, there's, they're just not. If we're, if, I mean, if we're being totally honest yeah, about it, they're not. You know, I mean, we, we, we've spent far too much time in San Diego, frankly. Um, and thankfully, so I'm fat. You know, I mean, you know. I, I, mean I wasn't going to say nothing, but it looks like you, you know, put a chicken quesadillo underneath your forearm, fat. Oh boy. You know, uh, Fresno State is trash. <laughs> oh, it's a poverty <laughs> university. Kyle J on brand. Uh, Gilbert says Fresno State to the Big 12. But why would you do that? Why, in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, if we're, if we're being totally honest, why would the Big 12 add Fresno State? You want to talk about a school that doesn't have value? Because I and and I want to I want to I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, right? I, I'm totally not. I want to have a real honest conversation about Fresno State. When's the last time Fresno State was relevant? Um, um, seriously, like and silence, silencio. They've never been relevant, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. If we're <laughs> Why would the Big 12 want Fresno State? And, and I'm not killing Fresno State. Listen, the Carr brothers are perfectly crappy <laughs> NFL quarterbacks. They truly are. So I have, I have respect for that. Why would you want to add Fresno State? If I could add Fresno State, wouldn't I rather go <coughs> Boise State? Wouldn't I rather... I mean, Cincinnati. There's, there are better options than Fresno State. Memphis. At the other yeah, dude the said John Memphis, Durant's. right? Like I would add Memphis long before I would add Fresno State because I just don't see the value in it. I don't see the value in it. Yeah. Uh, Lokeman says the Big Twelve would be interested in a merger if it meant twenty million more a year, and Brett was a commissioner. Oh, I I don't I think agree. there's that, there's nothing to talk about with George. I agree, Cleopatra. but again, the Pac-12 arrogance. It's it's alive and well in my opinion. Dude. There is nothing to even talk about. And I love my, I love my schools in the Pac-12, but dude, at some point you got to come to the middle. 
Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, DeLambo says, I'd take Air Force over Fresno. Well, let's not get carried away. Casual. Let's not get, <laughs> let's not, You're well, casual. You know. When's the last time Colorado State was relevant in anything? <coughs> right? I, I, but this is the fight right now. Because these conversations. Okay, I, thought that, I thought you said Colorado State. When was Colorado State relevant in anything? Bro. <laughs> and without Chaboy, Deion Sanders, who I know, again. Hey. Again, hands above the table. Stay hard. When we're talking about Deion, like at least he makes them relevant. <laughs> Colorado State's not relevant. And my God, it is just pouring snow right now. Again. What do you know? Again. Oh. Um. And I totally just ankle kicked my chair leg. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just, okay, we'll see you tomorrow, man. Like, All right, turn the show off. We're done. We're retiring the, for the day. That is the worst pain <laughs> in the world. You know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like that the, the side of your ankle bone, you just kicked the chair leg? I bought a new chair. I bought like a Ferrari of chairs. It, this chair um, is, this chair, I'm serious. I think the chair I'm sitting in knows that I bought a new chair and it's out for retribution. It is not going to go quietly. I am telling you now. Uh, Christopher Shannon, a couple more here. Uh, Fresno is uh, in north. The recruits are south. I, I would agree. Uh, Kenneth, the biggest viewership in Houston and Dallas is whatever Texas team is doing the best. It changes every year. I don't even disagree with that. Yeah, but I think you're just missing the point here, Kenneth. I, I love I, you, bro, but I think you're just missing the point. And I've asked this question. When we had the Ion guy on, we yeah. talked about this. Yes. It's not wins or losses. It's reach. Yes. It's not wins or losses. It's absolutely yes, reach. It's reach. So, dude. but I, again, this idea that the Pac 12 has to penetrate Texas to survive over no, the next 10 years. This is a years, family show. No, it's really not. It's not. actually. That's a lot. Program. Yeah. yeah it's uh, not. You know, uh, but there's no doubt about it that uh, our good friends at Papa Murphy's have a phenomenal deal. Uh, for you and your family, six ninety nine for medium two topping pizzas at Papa Murphy's. Whether it's game day, movie night, or just a busy day, it's always time for Papa Murphy's. And now you can get any medium two topping pizza for just six ninety nine. That's right, the whole family can get exactly what they want any day of the week for any occasion. Any toppings, any sauce, only $6.99. Now that's meaty yum. If only everything else in life was like our deal. Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza so you can make the pizza great. Order online today at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. Now I can only say what I do. And Saturday at Casa de Monte Pimp Pad, we had <laughs> the large traditional crust barbecue sauce. I build my own every single time. So you oh, get the crust, you get the barbecue sauce. I'm telling you, get the herb mix, extra herb mixed, mozzarella, extra mushroom, green onion, marinara meatball. Boom. Done. You get a medium two topping for $6.99. That is a steal at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off. Your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Trevor Sanders, one of our fine uh, friends at The Advocates. Trevor, I'd like to sue my office chair. Um, <laughs> and as a workman's comp specialist, <laughs> I absolutely just got beat up by my office chair on my ankle bone. Mm. Like, usually I just let it go, but it hurts so bad right now. <laughs> 
You may have a claim. I don't know. You, you, you're allowed to swear off the air, though. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> Hi, Trevor. Good to see you again. Congratulations. Good. You made it to baseball season. I did. My fantasy team's all lined up. Kind of. You're a yeah. fantasy baseball. Who's your, like, just the best player on your fantasy team? Ooh, I've got Shohei, the pitching side of Shohei. You do. Fantasy team. And Aaron Judge. So hey, did you okay. hear about the, the, did you, and everybody jump in on this. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. The, the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles who play at Disneyland. Um, <laughs> I'm a hater. <laughs> and all of my friends and family are Angels fans, so it is what it is. Mm -hmm. They're not traveling their TV broadcasters or their radio broadcasters. They don't send them on the road. They say it's too expensive. The only team in baseball who does that. So one of the beat writers who covers the Angels goes on the team-owned radio station and says, wow, that's really being a cheapskate. They fired him over that. They fired the beat writer over that. Like, I don't know. The, listen, the Angels are a team that I think everybody would feel good about if they won. But tell me that that team's not one of the most taboo cursed teams in all of baseball. They need some work in a lot of areas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. I, would, yeah. I would agree. And I'm sorry to say that that was an amazing back-to-back -back by Trout and Shohei the other night. Yeah. The offensive side of Shohei has been amazing. Um, he's been a good pitcher, though, so far. Yeah. Early as well. By the way, I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan, and I know that you're, uh, you are particularly a, a Cubs fan as well as a, yes. as a fan. Your best memory of Wrigley Field? Oh, the Chicago dog. It gave me heartburn for like three days. No pep. <laughs> no pep. You got to leave the peppers off the Chicago dog. And you can't get the dog at Wrigley Field. You got to go to Superdog up on uh, Milwaukee Avenue. No, I didn't do that. That's no, a good excuse Superdog. to go again. Superdog is so good. I'm a, I am a longtime suffering Cubs fan. My best memory is Jake and I went uh, in 2016 to the Giants series in the playoffs at Wrigley Field. So that was easily. And I used to sneak in there as a kid, me and my brother. Like, it was amazing. But, that sounds nice. That sounds better than here, right? <laughs> well, right now. Dude, I, and I don't, I don't, I'm, we should be talking about the law, but <laughs> guy, like, we're at the Maverick Center. I'm looking out the windows, and it is absolutely <laughs> a whiteout. What, what are we talking baseball for? Because it's, it's the, like, it, it's you can't December. Even see the ball. It's November or December or January. This cannot possibly be April. Right. But um, speaking of the advocates, we were yeah. driving to work this morning, and I'm banging her homies doing like fishtails. And you pull up next to him, and you know you give him that, that look. We're like, what are you doing? And so what's he doing? He's like, he's doing this with his phone. So I immediately, I immediately thought about the advocates. But what does it mean when – because when, I say every day, hey, it costs you nothing. Or seven. What does it mean when, when it says – Quite literally, you guys have no consultation fees. You don't pay until we win your case. What does that mean? It means exactly what you just said. Like, we don't charge for consultation fees. I've never done that before. Um, never charged for consultations. And we don't, we don't win any money. We don't make any money unless we generate money on our client's behalf, right? So, yeah, that's just exactly what you said is exactly what it is. Yeah, and I, I think one of the interesting things about that is you guys have this unique philosophy. And again, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've done business with the advocates for 10 years now. And it's always been you guys are so invested in the communities where you guys operate. 
And I think it's so interesting that, that you have this unique relationship with your communities where you guys are. Why is that so important to you guys? I think it's important to just kind of be a contributing member of society. Like I do things outside of my practice. Uh, like for instance, I'm a member of the exchange club where we focus in on uh, service to the community, students of the month for local high schools, things like that. That's just something that I do because I like to be part of the community. Um, I like to talk to people that I kind of identify with. Before law school, I worked in a lumber yard. I identify a lot with like construction workers that are, you know, smashing their fingers with hammers and cutting their hands with metal. I mean, I've done all that. I've had my own workers comp claims in the past before I went to law school. So I kind of kind of understand where they're coming from. I speak the same language. Yeah, I guess if you will. But workman's comp's not your I mean, that's not your average car accident, right? I mean, I I I know so many people who try to do workman's comp on their own or they rely on their their insurance through their work through their their business or like why is why is it so important that if you get in an accident at work if you get hurt at work why is it so important to call the advocates i mean the the law is stacked against you from the get-go the adjuster knows more than they do their employer knows the hr people know i don't charge anything for a consultation why wouldn't you get some advice even if I couldn't help the person, even if they didn't technically need legal representation, I'm still going to steer the ship away from the rocks, right? So there's no reason not to call. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's really the that's really what I tell people all the time about the advocates is you have nothing to lose. There is no you're not going into your pocket to pay for anything, and you guys you guys have your have a reputation of just being honest with people and being bluntly honest with people using your experience and your professionalism. If they don't have a case, you're going to tell them that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with them. It's not fair for them not to know what I think. I'll tell yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey, always good to see you, Trevor. I appreciate you popping on drive safely in all of, in all of the, the snow. We'll root with you for Shohei and go Cubs. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's our guy, Trevor Sanders at the advocate. You guys, I tell you every day, they're money, man. And, I love that their guys come on. I love talking legalese. I, I love the fact that you never pay them out of pocket. That's such a big deal, especially in our in our universe today. When you're talking about, you know, like with Trevor, when you're talking about workman's comp, when you get hurt at work, I mean, you can't work. Your medical bills are piling up. Like you have all of this fear and this insecurity. Let the advocates take that from you. Let them carry that yes. for you because they know how to navigate those shark infested waters of workman's comp I talk about all the time. Trevor's an expert. The advocates are experts at that. And I can tell you, like I had a family member who got seriously injured on the job. And it, it's so scary when you cannot work and you have kids and you don't know, let alone go back to the job that you had when you got hurt, but what does your future look like, right? You didn't deserve to get in that accident, but you do deserve in a, an advocate, somebody to fight for you. And again, you can chat with an attorney online for free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. All right, let's get back to your comments. I appreciate you guys chilling. Coming up in 24 minutes, Jake's going to make a complete ass out of himself fighting for basketball players who are going to win nothing. <laughs> probably trying to slander the New York Knicks. Oh, the Knicks are the best. Are you the Knicks are going to win a championship. Are you going to slander the Knicks Valerio today? Valerio O'Brien is going to be in Julius's hands again. Are, are you going to slander the Knicks today? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. 
I've never said the Knicks are going to win a championship. Okay, can we get two two seconds? We'll get sports. Can we get a little snow cam action going on here? Because this Dude, is kind of ridiculous right it, now. It is kind of ridiculous. Is, this is kind of okay. ridiculous right it now. Is, it is. It Just, is. It is. It's doing the Dion, which is to say it's coming. Um, I'm coming. Let's see. I need to. Um, hello. I need to pull back a little bit. So okay. That they, can you can you pull back a little bit? Um. Yes. Hello. Um. Hello. Maybe if I push it. We're seeing the light. There hey. it is. Look at that. There you go. Dude, bro. Welcome to Salt Lake City, friends. Hey, like, it's only it's... April, and it's still dumping snow. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. You guys, it's April 4th. <laughs> it's April 4th. It's baseball season. It, you know, I was sitting on the couch last night with Mrs. Monty having a great conversation, watching my secondary team, the Padres, pretty much almost lose again. And I'm like, hey. And it's snowing outside. I get up this morning. And quite literally, you guys, like I have two small dogs. Yeah. Jake and I usually go to the gym about 5.15. I leave my house, right? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't because the, the walkway to my garage, because I have a detached garage, the snow was up to my knees on my dog. What you bitch? My dogs couldn't even get out the door. Do because you even lift? It's April 4th, man. May the 4th be with you and stuff. Like, <clears throat> I'm over it. All right, let's get more of your questions in here. Yes, Mark Hale, Snow Lake City. Seriously. Seriously. I, I, I do, yeah. Jacob DeLamb DeLambo, look, dude, I'm at my limit with snow. By the way. So you talking about snow in June is going to push me over the edge. By the way, uh, I don't think anyone's talking about the fact it's going to be 67 degrees in Salt Lake City on Saturday. So uh, about that flooding. Dude, it's coming. Oh, look at that. Chris Carn sent me a... Uh, Sent me an art. Dennis Dodd just won't let this Pac-12 story go. Um, he says that uh, a pa as the Pac-12 continues its search. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we wake you up? Yeah, a little bit, apparently. As the Pac-12 continues its search for new media rights deals, it's become less viable. The conference will land a partner willing to feature more than half its games on traditional <laughs> cable broadcast TV. <laughs> Yo! Bro, Dennis. Media hey. consultant Jim Williams tells CBS Sports, listen, bro, you guys, you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. And I will, I will, again, listen, man, I wear a size 15 shoe, which is unrelated to my phallic I'm length. I'm so bricked up right now. But I don't know how many times I can say it. We report something and then it happens. Right? <laughs> right? How many times have we been telling you? Well, uh, they have five games a week. Two of them will be on ESPN. And one of them will be a Friday night game on Amazon, which I still think is the most likely scenario. I'm telling you. How long have we been saying that? Since, in opposition. You know. <laughs> December. Here's Dennis Dodd with Jim Williams. Um... You know, Williams said, quote, I'm at an absolute loss how NBC, CBS, ESPN, Fox, or Fox uh, gets the Pac-12 to 50%, which is true. I don't know anybody who could sit there and assure you that we're going to have that much on linear. I don't see how you get there. And we said that exact same thing last Friday. Yeah. When we told you about the NBC Universal yes. deal. 
Yes. And it remains the exact same thing. The NBC Universal deal would not be NBC TV. It would be two games on USA Network and they would have a streaming package. Checked back in on that yesterday and there is no update on that. Uh, most, I, I, I think this is exactly right. Yes. This is exactly right. It just I, and makes sense at this point. It's logical at this point. I, I mean, it's... It, it's it, absolutely it, it, logical. It is, it's just step after step down the yellow brick road to destruction. And I'm not rooting for him again. I, I'm I not rooting against him either. Yeah, like I don't want them to fail, but but I genuinely, my heart of hearts, don't understand the path to survival. That's my thing. Like, like if you said to me, you know, hey, the path would be, you know, 60% stream, 40% linear, you know, but the, 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 um, you know, the money is going to be crappy and they're just going to have to suck it up. Okay, I guess. But the problem with that is what? Your schools are going to leave because yeah. they have other options. So that's why I say, like, we can go round and round about this thing. But, but, but again, if nobody, if nobody says, I told you so for us, no one's going to say it at all. And that's why we have to point out, like, hey, we reported this a while back that there is no saving grace coming. There is no, like, like golden parachute happening. The NBC deal is the closest thing that they're going to get to, you know, a, a, a philosophical golden parachute, if you will. A philosophical yeah. golden Yeah, I mean, it's the closest they're going to get to having enough butter to spread on the toast. You know what I, I mean? I don't disagree with you. I don't. And <laughs> the funny thing is, I think Jim Williams, who's quoted in this story, this is the headline by Dennis Dodd. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Jim Williams DM'd me. So we can get him on the show. I mean, I can get you a toe. We can get him on the get show. Get you a toe. <laughs> um, but this is this is fascinating, dude. Like you look at these, you guys. I, again, you can call us hacks or Kenneth, whatever. You Kenneth guys always don't says. have sources. You guys don't have any sources, Trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. My brother's friend's <laughs> mother's cousin's banging a bailiff at the court, right? Like I'm telling you now, it's almost impossible at this point. And this is why today we're talking about this. This is why. We're talking about this because you get to points in in the arc of trying to put a deal together. Should we make a flow chart of the Pac-12's path? path? I mean, I mean, is that shot. what we need to do? Back to the top. Um, I, yeah, I think it's one of these things where the best case scenario, and I don't even mind if I'm going out on a limb here. And, and you, again, see, you wanted snow cam, bro. You wanted snow cam. Hey, your camera angle's more effed up than the Pac-12 TV deal situation. Yeah, hey, there you are. Look at this beautiful yeah. face, fat ass. <laughs> the point is, friends, this show is in trouble. Uh, the point is, and, and I'll just reiterate what we talked about last week. The NBC Universal deal um, that we were, we were told about. Is is the one that makes the most sense to me because it gives you it gives you better reach on USA Network. Yeah, you're gonna get a game or two a season, I would think, on NBC, and that that would probably be it because NBC between Notre Dame football, between Big Ten football, between NASCAR in the second half of the season, like they have a volume of programming. So I think you're gonna get a couple of games a year on NBC. I just don't see how it works out that you're going to have three games a week on TV and two games on stream. I don't see anybody that's got that bandwidth, and that includes ESPN and ABC. Yeah. Because remember what we've reported from our sources at ESPN and in the TV industry who have told us ESPN 
And the Pac-12 have not spoken in six weeks at this point. We were told yesterday by sources very high up the food chain at Utah that the Pac-12 and ESPN have a fractured relationship and that ESPN's last number was $9 million per school per year, $90 million a year, and I think it was three years. I don't know how you overcome that. I don't know that you can overcome that. And that's for two games. And that's to have them as your streaming partner. Yeah. Which X's out Amazon and probably Apple TV. And by the way, I don't know how many people saw that Apple TV is really struggling. Oh, man. Is your ankle still hurt? Oh, I just kicked it again, dude. Um, <laughs> dude. Apple TV is really disappointed, according to reports, with the lack of subscriptions for MLS. Huh. Who knew? They are, they, they are saying that they, they are off significantly on those lower-end numbers that they have funds. projected. They're below the low projections. Yeah, dude. So I, I just think that you're in a situation where if you're the Pac-12, you're in an awful market. This was the worst time to get beat by the Big 12. But I also think you have an opportunity. And this is, I've maintained this the whole time. I think that George Klyovkov and, and specifically the presidents in, in the Pac-12 don't understand this and don't want to come to the table on it. I, and I'm talking about, you know, whether it's President Robbins, President Randall, Kose, uh, like you, you can name drop all you want. I'm talking about all of them. I don't think that they understand that when you keep running your head into a brick wall with linear TV... What should that tell you? Well, it should tell you two things. Hey, your product's not valuable to the TV people out there. Just generally speaking, we've been through that today. We've been through that on many shows. I think we can all agree on that. But B, okay, if our TV, if our product isn't valuable to TV partners, maybe we should go with a streaming partner. Maybe, I don't know, we should get to a place where we're on the forefront of something. Maybe, I know, we should do all streaming then we should take the next step. And this is something that I think applies to uh, like our show, like YouTubers, like streaming in general. It's not good enough just to throw your stuff out there and hope people are going to watch. It's not good enough anymore. What you have to do is you have to do a streaming deal with like Amazon, let's say, have every single game in your conference the entire year on Amazon, and then do additional content on every institution's social media, all of them. And then basically you're getting in front of the consumer 24-7. That's the name of the game. That's why we do our YouTube show. Then we do uploads. Then we do shorts. Then we do Instagram. Then we do TikTok, right? It's a never-ending cycle. It is. That is the next evolution of, of sports uh, consumers' habits, in my opinion. And I yeah. don't think that the Pac-12 understands that. And because they don't understand that, they're not willing to do it. And that's why they are in the position they're in. Yep, I totally agree. I just I think it's one of these situations where I I don't know how you fix this. And I know I say this every day on the show and I know that it probably pisses people off that I say it every day on the show, but I'll keep saying it until it gets fixed or until we get an answer on it because frankly, I I just don't know what you do here. How do you fix this if you're the Pac-12? Yeah. There I don't think there's fixing it now. I think you you are relegated if you will to being the small player amongst the P5s. And that's only if you don't lose anybody because if, if again, if, this, if Jim Williams um, is correct and the guy's resume would tell me that he, he knows what he's talking about, I think he's won uh, multiple Emmy Awards, 
He's a guy that writes for Forbes. Like, I mean, he has, for the last two months, been out in front of this thing. If you can't get more than two games a week out of five, if, if less than half your games are, are broadcast, as we've been telling you, I mean, I, I just don't know how you fix that. Yeah. Because the Arizonas of the world, the Washingtons, the Oregons are not going to stand for that because if you just do the simple math on it, what's your best matchup in the conference right now? Of the 10 remaining teams, it's it's probably it's probably got to include Utah, Washington, and Oregon. Yeah. Those three have to be involved, right? So let's say that one week Utah and Oregon are playing. Right, And then let's say Washington and Arizona State are playing. Okay, well, you want a big draw. Let's say Colorado and Utah are playing and Oregon and Washington are playing. Can you imagine a scenario where one of those games isn't on TV? Because I think that's a real possibility. (coughs) There are weeks, even with this NBC Universal deal I told you about, there are weeks where there will be one game a week on, on regular broadcast television or linear television. Can you imagine the catastrophe that that would be? But if just one, if you're just one game a week on TV, and you don't have Deion Sanders in a rivalry game, Utah and Colorado are not on broadcast but, TV. But I think this is why philosophically things have to change. Like it, it's only like I'm a huge believer, right? Like, the, and this is what we always talk about on the show, Grum in life, and and everything. Hey, it's not the problem. It's the reaction to the problem. Yeah. So right now, the Pac-12 is freaking out saying, hey, we can't find a good, you know, linear TV deal. We can't find that. Okay, if that's not available, stop hitting your head against the brick wall and change the narrative. Change the tide. Move the ball in a different direction. And I I just feel like if 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 they would just simply say, hey, we get it. This is a risk. It's a risk to go all streaming. I got news for you. It's a risk to do a deal that brings your member institutions in the big picture 17 to $22 million a year in revenue. That's it. Are you even going to break $30 million? Because last time I checked, the Pac-12 didn't really do anything in the tournament, and they didn't do a damn thing in the college football playoff. So you're not getting the additional revenue. You're not getting that. You're not stacking. So that's why I say, like, I know it's outlandish. I know yeah. that it's out there for for the times we're in with TV deal negotiation. But I'm telling you, it's going to take something like that to to shift this whole thing and start moving the ball in a positive direction. Yeah. And again, I just put that headline up there. I mean, look at that. It's an insane headline. Like, it's. I mean, it's it's tough to watch that or look at that headline. But again. I love it because it backs up everything we've reported for the last six months. And if you don't believe us, you should definitely believe Dennis Dodd. I mean, he's credible. Yeah, but and, and Dennis Dodd is quoting Jim Williams. And Jim Williams is a guy that, in my opinion, has, has, a, has a lot of credibility. I mean, when you look at, um, you know, when you look at, you look at Jim Williams and you look at what he's done and you understand that he's a guy that is a seven-time Emmy Award winner. Yeah. He uh, writes for Forbes. He hosts Stream On with Jim Williams. I mean, he that's a that's a dude that you you can when he says something it's it's got credibility to it. Yeah. And I think when you look at the when you look at the things that he's saying now, I I just don't know. 
Yeah. I don't There's know. no getting away from it, dude. How do you, I, like, I'm sitting in my head running scenarios for the, the Pac 12. I'll again get crazy and say, go all in with Amazon. Yes. Go all in with Amazon. Because what do you, you said, have to lose? Because remember the challenge with Amazon before, right? The challenge, because remember when we were having conversations, when, when, the, when in this cycle of developments, Apple TV was really trying to get involved and they were really trying to, trying to reel this thing in and get involved. The, the rub was that Amazon only wanted one game per week. They, they very much wanted to be, you know, uh, Friday night college football, right? One game a week, and that was going to be a Pac-12 game, and they were going to go, you know, Thursday, Friday, and that was going to be their deal. But if you said to Amazon, hey, we want to do a deal where all of our programming is on your network, and the only thing that we ask is that we reserve the right to post, you know, all of our content on on every member institution social media, and of course on the on the Pac-12 conferences social media and all that good stuff. If you said that to Amazon, you can't tell me that Amazon wouldn't at least humor the conversation. You can't tell me that 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 Amazon wouldn't at least be like, okay, wait a minute, this is something that we should at least look at and figure out what we'd be willing to do. Because ultimately, if you're the Pac-12 and you're George Klyovkov. That's what you need right now. You yeah. just need someone to say, hey, okay, I will sit down and have a conversation with you because this this situation where the Pac-12 and the and ESPN have not talked in weeks and they're, they're, they're nowhere, as our sources are telling us, that is a huge problem. That I mean, I, I, I can't quantify how big of an issue that is for the Pac-12. Just so many mistakes, you know, as I, again, go all in on Amazon. That's my solution. And I'd love to see you guys in the comments. What, how would you fix this situation for, for the PAC 12? I mean, there's only two options. I half jokingly, we were joking before I try to find a merger with the big 12 and I go all in with Amazon because Amazon's coming, dude. You have to believe that Amazon's coming. So I, I have to think that those are the only ways around it. But I, I don't find either one of those likely because I don't think there's a school that you can expand with that is a difference maker. Yeah. I just don't. So I, I think this is going to be a real challenge. Yeah. This is going to be a, a, a real, real challenge here. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says Dennis Dodd is a casual. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andrew says first teams to leave on their own own destiny first teams to leave own their own destiny if i could read uh would big 12 take wazoo and beavers if they teamed up and called uh brett first i that's an interesting question i mean certainly you would get them at a discount certainly you would get them at a really uh you would leverage price yeah you would leverage you would, the hell you, out would of them. you would say hey we're uh, hey arizona washington state and oregon state are in are you coming with Hey, Colorado. Hey, Utah. But I'm I, telling you, these type of conversations have already been taking place. I, I mean, believe you, they have. Yeah. Like I, I, we've been told by multiple different people uh, on different sides of the conversation, you know, that, that, you know, there have been Brett Yormark has been in contact. And I think the the trouble is, is that I firmly believe that in the PAC 12, nobody wants to be first. I agree. They want to have someone else go first and then jump on the train and be like, Hey, Pac-12, here's the bird. See you later. And so the question's going to be, hey, who's going to be the one that has the balls to make the jump and just get it done? Because 
The other thing, and I always like to bring this up because I yeah, think it gets dude. forgotten, the Big Ten still not having a commissioner is holding up uh, the exodus from the Pac-12. If the Big if the Big Ten had a commissioner right now, I think we'd be having a very different conversation. And frankly, I think that 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 the Pac-12 would feel more desperate than they already do because they know that the Big Ten and the Big 12 are pining after their schools. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, 100%. Have you joined our membership yet? You should. Uh, it's as low as $1.99. But if you join for $9.99, you get into our members-only exclusive Instagram chat group, which is a ball of fun. We had a great time Program. chatting it up, watching the game last night. San Diego State uh, eventually falls to UConn, who wins a national championship. Had a great time chopping that up. We've had a yes. great time with Big Daddy Magic saying that Victor Wambanyama um, is his love interest and that they are going to make lovely, lovely basketball together. Um, I mean, that group is unbelievable. So I would encourage you to join the membership uh, for as little as $1.99 right here on the Monty Show. Jeremy Callahan says, if it ain't for, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, dude, you are. I don't you're, disagree you're, with that. You're 1,000% you are. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, Jeremy Callahan also says, best option, seed to your mark. Yeah, you, you might be right. You might be right. Um, Renee Roca says, it's not fixable. It's done. I don't even disagree with that. Kurt Myers, member of the show. Pack TV is part of the problem with the pack getting media deals now. No exposure. None whatsoever. You haven't grown your footprint. You haven't yeah. You haven't excited a fan base. I, I, I completely agree but, with but that. But do you guys see what I mean about how, like, I should be able to, like, like as an example, I, I, I know that, LSU was all over Joe Burrow's career at LSU, and we got the walk out of the tunnel video, and we got, you know, all this awesome stuff that went viral on social media. I can't tell you the last time that a Pac-12 institution went viral. It, honest to God, most recently, what Dion's guys do have been popular, but, I'm, but I want to see, like, Caleb Williams. I want to see... You know, Washington, yes. Oregon. I want to see these other schools getting after it. It shouldn't take a guy who's younger, who's more aggressive, who has a different mindset about it to come into your conference and change the narrative on what you should be doing with marketing and video content. And and I know I'm the Dion evangelist, but if, if I take my feelings out of it and I just say, okay, hey, look at the guy's actions. Not my opinion, but his actions, what he's doing. His actions suggest he has a more aggressive and forward-thinking mindset that the conference totally. just won't adopt, and I don't get it. Totally. I agree with it 100%. I think it's a real problem. Man, it's crazy if you're just tuning into the show right now, as usual, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about as the Pac-12 turns. Uh, Dennis Dodd just published a story about an hour ago. Uh, that says the Pac-12 is unlikely to reach a media rights deal with more than 50% of its games airing on TV, according to Jim Williams, a seven-time Emmy winner and columnist at Forbes. Uh, and I think that's exactly right. It matches exactly what we have been telling you. So, of course, I love the headline. Um, I don't know how you fix it, man. Yeah. I truly don't know how you fix it. And And... I mean, that's why I think some of the things some of the things you guys are talking about, I, I actually don't think you're that far off. Travis Bird, again, Big Daddy Magic, says BYU is the weakest link, and that is overrated Big 12, uh, the conference period, but you've got to use um, 
only in that conference because of a charity contribution. What are you talking about? Okay, so BYU is not the weakest link in the Big 12. No. I think it is, as we've told you, I think it is absolutely one of the financial linchpins of the conference. I think it's relationship with ESPN. I think it's consistent ability to fill stadiums and sell tickets and flip around, have people watching their games. Um, I think their ability to beat big teams. Yes. I think their ability to, to travel. I, I just think all of these things. I, I, there's, I don't know what would make you think that BYU is the weakest link. Oh, and you got to remember Travis is a big Utah guy. So, I mean, yeah, I can't say that. I, I, I get that. He's yeah. also a, a huge Victor Wamanyama fan. We get a... We get a... Zeke Wright, Dane, uh, says BYU does it right. Even when they're, uh, they were losing weekly, the content during the week uh, to watch kept me pumped for the next game. Yes, dude. I mean, it's, 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 it's as simple as that. I mean, dude, they, I, I want to say, and I'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure, like 99% sure, that that uniform reveal video they did in Las Vegas with the UFC in the octagon with Bruce Buffer and everything got like nominated for like best jersey reveal video in college football for the year or whatever. Like like they know what they're doing. And and I'm not even a BYU fan. I'm not even from Utah, man. And I'm just telling you, the like some schools know how to do it and they take advantage, and other schools don't. Yes, they and, do. And my question for the Utahs of the world. And, and by the way, I do think Utah has improved. Like, they, they, they have. have improved. They have. But I, I, I guess my big thing would just be I, I want to see more weight room stuff. I want to see more off-season stuff. I want to, like, keep me in the loop. And I, and I think the biggest thing is, like, hey, you have you literally have education at your institution about how to make video content, how to produce movies, like, how to do all this stuff but you don't do it for your own benefit. That's yeah. what's crazy to me. Kent Hone says, uh, hey, Monty and Jake, what do you think the fact that we haven't heard anything from Washington and Oregon? What do you read into that, if anything? Well, I mean, the things that we've heard about Washington and Oregon, I think Washington's president, uh, President Kase, I think is one of the most powerful people in the Pac-12, for whatever that's worth. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Washington... Um, doesn't need to say anything. And I look at Oregon, and Oregon hasn't had a president until recently. And I think that has kept them quiet. But also, they're playing for bigger stakes. Yeah, Washington and Oregon are not playing on the same playing field as Arizona and Arizona State. So when you're Arizona, what do you have to lose by talking? <laughs> if you're Arizona State, President Crow, what does he have to lose by talking to a school newspaper? What does President Robbins have to lose? What does President, like, I mean, we could go, President Randall at, at Utah did that media sweep. Didn't come on our show, but whatever. Uh, did that media sweep. Yeah. What do they have to lose? Yeah, I mean, I, Nothing. I, I think, I've always wondered, and obviously we probably never know, we don't know, but I've always wondered, like, you know when these guys first started talking, you know, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, mm -hmm. when, when that round of, of all that media stuff started happening? Yep. Like Ray Anderson starting, starting it off. Like, I always often wonder, like, hey, if one of these guys does a, an interview, you know, like President Randall on KSL or whatever, right. and they say some dumbass stuff, for, as an example, if they say something that other presidents don't like, whatever that would be, how does that affect their relationship? Because no matter what, whenever you do a media hit, 
if you say something that other presidents don't like, I have to imagine that gets brought up. Like, I have to imagine the stuff Robbins at Arizona said about, you know, uh, I, what did he say? Certain affinities about the Big he 12. He had a certain like, affinity for the Big 12 based on proximity. Right? Like, if so if you're going to do an interview and you're going to, you're going to, yeah. So if you're going to do an interview and you're going to say things like, you know, citing the school's proximity to the Big 12 footprint and that the that league's powerhouse basketball brand is the basis for some affinities. You can't tell me that you know, it, you know, Cosse, Randall, uh, you know, who, whoever you want to point to, isn't paying attention to that and isn't like, dude, what are you talking about? We're supposed to be sending this message that our ten member institutions are all aligned and 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 everything's amazing, but yet you're 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 coming out with stuff like this, right? I know what the Big 12's number is. I just need to hear what the Pac-12's number is. Then I can make a decision. Then I can make a decision. Like, so wait, let me President get this right. President Robbins at Arizona. So are, so are all 10 member institutions aligned, or is President Robbins out here putting his cowboy hat on and heading out to Texas? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a really fascinating... It's a really fascinating time to be watching this happen, man. Mr. Preston, what's up? Says, is it just me, or is the audio skipping a lot today? Is the audio skipping a lot today? My, Are we having audio I don't issues? Know. You guys would have to tell us. We wouldn't be able to hear that on our yeah, side. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't know that. Um, let's see. Um, Jeremy Callahan says, Charles, uh, UConn would get smoked for a few years in the Big 12 football, but their ceiling would definitely get higher. I mean, that the issue with UConn is that you have, I mean, you have, you have a really, I mean, I, I think blue blood is the right way to say it. I mean, you they're a blue blood in basketball. There's, there's just no other way to say that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how else you describe that. Jeff Johnson says uh, it is skipping, and it was doing it yesterday too. Really, it was doing it yesterday too. Okay, what does skipping mean? Does that, does that mean like the audio is cutting, or what does that mean? What I don't is, know like, what that. What means. is that? Uh... It's been skipping now and then. I don't know what that means. The Great Dane. Yes, it's skipping in a uh, a bit, but it's fine right now. Okay, okay, we will we will address that. I we will address that after the show. Uh, Travis, hate to burst your bubble, but nobody watches your championship game. Lowest ratings of all time. Ooh. Uh truck stop Gumby. Me thinks the audio skipping is a YouTube thing. Hope yeah, because it's not a. Uh, I can tell you right now, it's not an internet thing for us. It's not a a setup thing. I've that could verified. be a YouTube thing. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a YouTube thing. So it's like lagging. Gary says like you're uh, lagging on audio. Hmm. Well, I have to watch. I, I, you know, we'll watch a show afterwards. I don't know what that could be. I have no idea what that could be. Maybe turn Wi-Fi off. I don't know. That's the only thing we can do. Yeah, let's see if this works. Because Jake makes me use Wi-Fi. You know. Kurt Meyer says stalling. Whoa. Stalling. It's crackling, crackling. Maybe it's the snow outside. Could be. Like a CD skipping. Hmm. Might be the fact that we're living in a snow globe. Could be. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says it's always, it always can be an internet thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. That's interesting. Well, I turned Wi-Fi off. So now we're on a thousand and a thousand. So I apologize if we're having audio issues. Yeah, keep us up to date. Yeah, for sure. Keep us up to date. We'll uh, investigate after the show. Jeremy said it just did it. Okay. 
Sounds like sour grapes. Ute fans sound like somebody doesn't like BYU's position in the new Big 12. Well, I think there's quite a bit of irony around that. Are you telling me there's no irony around that? That you're in the Pac-12 and you look down your nose for so long and you taunted BYU and now all of a sudden BYU is in the catbird seat. Yeah. And Tom Homo is widely regarded as being responsible for building a program that got them into the Big 12. So, yeah, I, I think it is, that's interesting. John Dry, I thought San Diego State was going to the pack. They are. Yeah. They are. I, I mean, the it, conversation, it, but just to be clear, because it seems like you're a little confused, the conversation, though, was about San Diego State's value and, and why the Big Big 12 would potentially be after them. Correct. Even though, the, even though San Diego State, uh, according to our sources, has informed the Big 12, they are joining the pack. Yeah. Uh, Patrick says, still cracked. Not your wireless. Must be YouTube. Must yeah. be YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Robert Moppet says, y'all like to watch yourself. I hate watching the show. Hate it. Yeah. Uh, the Monty Ghost. Too much snow. Can San Diego weather be moved to the Big 12? Seriously, dude. Ghost, I'm with you, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, let's see. Travis says BYU and the Pac-12 means absolutely nothing, so it's going to be a laughing stock of that conference for the next 250 billion years. Okay. 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 Kurt Meyer says stalling again. Jeremy says now it's really crackling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Simon says it's mainly Jake's audio that breaks up. Okay. Uh, I mean, you, you know, check I the mic know, cables, man. Those. You plugged in? You know, we plugged in out here, man. You plugged in? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. We'll investigate. I appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Uh, JW says Travis is a typical Ute fan. Ute fans do not like BYU. Me? In any way, shape, or form. All right. Uh, 40 past. Before we get to Travis Bird's favorite subject, which is why Victor Wambanyama sucks. Fucking A. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's fine. Uh, we remind you that uh, our good friends at Tri-Day Trading have a uh, deal going on right now. $10 for a 30-day membership. No strings attached. You pay $10, you get a 30-day membership. What is Tri-Day Trading? I get asked this all the time. TridayTrading.com. What is it? What do they do? Simply put, they educate you into their process. They teach you their process, their way of day trading to make you money. Does it work? Oh, absolutely. Get to TridayTrading.com. You can see all of the videos. So many people that have gone through their program, leave them video reviews. And what you hear almost all the time is, hey, I didn't know. I didn't have any idea. I didn't believe in it. I thought it was a scam. Whatever you can come up with, one of those video reviews says it, and then they all say, I went through the program, I started trading with their money, I made money off of their money, they gave me 80% of the profit, now I'm a prolific day trader. And when I say prolific, if you're going to do it full-time, right, full-time job, day trading, you're going to make a, you know, some of their guys make $1,000 a day. If I said to you right now, if you made $1,000 today, the question would be, hey, are you making $1,000 or you're not? Tridaytrading.com. Hey, I, I have a full-time job and I'm looking for a side hustle. Tridaytrading.com. Go through their program at your pace. Do it as a side hustle. And I always say, when Jake and I worked at the Yelpatory, there was a whole group of us yeah. that had a Slack channel just for day traders. And we all used to share ideas and talk to each other and talk about this or talk about that and sell Yelp ads, 
do tri-day trading on the side. Yes. Right? You're going to make hundreds of dollars a day doing that. Because I know that so many people are concerned about the volatility in the market, but that's what makes tri-day trading really special. If you look at step three, you're going to learn one-on-one with your own professional day trading coach to trade using tri-day trading's proprietary leading indicators. Step four, upon successful completion of your advanced coaching, get a corporate funded account that can be funded up to $100,000 over time. Yeah. All of that for a $10 initial investment. $10 for 30 days. If you spend 30 days in their program and you don't know that it works, it's probably not for you. But overwhelmingly what happens, you spend $10, you go through their 30-day trial membership, and you're all in because you see the money that you can make. You see the adrenaline. You see the excitement. You see what having the, the power of knowledge and education does for you in the stock game. I'm telling you, you'll love it. It's yes. absolutely going to change your life. Go buy the house you want, the car you want, the vacation you want. Stop seeing your friends go to Disneyland and be the one that takes your family to Disneyland every year. Yes. Go to Hawaii every year. And you can do that because now you work for yourself because you went to TridayTrading.com. All right, before we get to the NFL, because uh, I do want to talk about Mac Jones coming up in seven minutes on Football at 50. Carl uh, says Mountaineer Paul and some others are tweeting it. He passed away last night. Who passed away last night? What are we talking about? What did I miss? What did I miss? Um, Carl, fill me in. Rip, gold, and blue, dude. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. Is that true? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. If that's, Bro, are you being serious? If that's actually true, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, no. That's a bummer, dude. Um, I look, you know, I'll reach out. He reached out to yes. me just the yes. other day. What? It's going around Twitter. The uh, Twitter account, The Voice of Morgantown. Oh, no. Really sad to hear of the passing of my friend Golden Blue Dude. Really great guy and a real fan of the Mountaineers. He will be missed. Rest in peace. Wow. Oh, no. There oh. is a GoFundMe set up. Um... That's brutal, dude. I wonder what happened. His GoFundMe that was set up an hour ago says that it was due to complications from Crohn's disease. Oh, no. That's brutal. Uh, you know, one of his, one of the guys he works with always DMs me. So I'll reach out to him and see what, uh, what just to confirm that that's true. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, he was, you know, the funny thing is, Golden Blue Dude was in our comments last week. He's a member of the show. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He is a member of the show. Um, he was in our comments last week. That's brutal, dude. Yeah, man. Absolutely really, brutal. That's, that's crazy how that just happens like that. I don't know. Thanks for sharing, Carl Adams. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that he passed away. That's, I, a, that's a big loss in YouTube world, bro, for the Mountaineer community. Yeah, he... Um, oh, that's brutal, man. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah. What a drag. Rip Golden Blue, dude. Uh, Andrew said complications from Crohn's. Golden Blue Dude accidentally bought a month membership with an old account avatar, so he got banned for impersonating himself accidentally. So whatever. Well, I unblocked him. He reached out to me. Yeah. And he was like, dude, I really want to support your show. You got he, he yeah. He said he he told me I watch your show every day. Yeah. So I I'm really I'm really sorry to hear that. I didn't know him, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. That sucks. Yep, Brent Burnett, appreciate that. Um Patrick says, man, all we have is Coos Corner now. Who's Coos Corner? I don't know who that is. Uh, 
Uh, Michael says, man, that's super sad. It is. Dude, I'm telling you, and we, and I know we don't talk about it every single day, but I feel like we talk about it at least once a week where it's like, you, you have to, <laughs> waking, Out of the blue. Wait, waking up is not assumed, bro. I'm telling you guys, like, like when you wake up, Bummer. you got to be grateful for it, man. Cause, cause things like complications from something or, Hey, like, like you never know what can happen is the point. And it just is, that is incredibly sad. And, and, and again, I, I didn't know the guy. I we mm. just interacted with him. Great guy in the interactions. Like that's that's yeah, really did, rough. Dude. Didn't didn't know him at all. Like it yeah. is. Um, you know, it's what you said there about we we all take for granted that we're gonna get home and you walk out the door every day and you just assume yeah I'll be home tonight. All right, see you later, honey. And next thing you know, that didn't you never made it that far. I'm telling you, you got to live every day like it's the last day of your life, and that's why we try to do that. Um. Boy, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, that's a real bummer. Uh, Steve said uh, he just posted content 19 hours ago. Yeah. Man. Man. That is, a, that is a real drag that that's happening. Yeah, so sad. Exactly right. Uh, Cougar Tail says it's skipping again. Sounds like a record player scratching. I don't know what that would be. I have no idea what I mean, that would the be. The only other thing it could be is the mixer, I, but I don't. The mixer appears to be fine. Yeah, I don't know. Should we reset the mixer? Yeah, I mean we can't. We could try. Do you guys want us to do? do yeah, let's get a vote going. We've Should done we, this. It Jeremy takes, Callahan says not skipping here. You know, get, it takes about two minutes to reset the mixer. Yeah, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, pick up your phone right now, dude. Pick up your phone right now and text somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. And just tell them, hey, I'm thinking about you. Love you. You know, like it, it is, um, you know. M Mrs. Monty says, uh, currently snowing pretty good. And I heard some breaking up earlier, but now I'm not. Um, look at that. I picked up my phone to text my wife. And she had she was texting me at the same time. Uh, rip, to, uh, rip to Golden Blue, dude. Man, rest in power, dude. Like, go easy. I really hope that, yeah, I hope he's good, man. That is uh, truly a bummer. Uh, anyway, all right, let's pick it back up. Um, and there he is, Jim Williams. Um, okay, we'll text. Yeah, we'll try to get Jim Williams on, uh, who was quoted in Alema the- Harrington uh, will be on tomorrow. Alema Harrington's on the show tomorrow. Yes. I like that. Riley Bryan says, that's a notable thing to do. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the guys in the member chat on Instagram are fighting and bickering, making that chat room insufferable. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it has been... This Victor Wambanyama thing has gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of hand. Let's get back to the NBA in 10 minutes right now. 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. It's football at 50, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. $25 or more. Mac Jones on the block. Yeah. Bill Belichick is shopping Mac Jones. Is Mac Jones the problem or is it a Patriot problem, Jake? Yeah, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's a Patriot problem. I think Mac Jones is a capable pa capable quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I'm not of the idea or the mindset that he's you know, a superstar quarterback, but I definitely think he's one of these guys that's more than capable of taking 
a team to the playoffs. I don't know if he's Super Bowl good, but I do think he's good enough to take you to the playoffs. And I think that the problem for New England is Bill Belichick has gone through his prime as a coach. He is still an elite head coach, but I think mentally he's tired I, and it's inevitable. It is, it is father time, dude. And and I think that Bill Belichick has been a, a, a savant defensively and ha doesn't have much offense on his staff. And so the idea that Bill Belichick wants to shop around Mac Jones is fine. If I'm another team, I'm thrilled about this. I'm, I'm sitting here saying, hey, if I need a quarterback, dude, if I'm, if I'm the 49ers, if I'm any team that needs a, 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 either a starter or a, a damn good contingency plan, I'm going after Mac Jones because in the right system, he is a he is a really productive guy. So I don't think this is bad for Mac Jones at all, and I do think it's the Patriots. Yeah, I think when you look at Mac Jones and the rest of the quarterbacks in that division, I, I think obviously, you know, you, you have a, especially in the AFC, you have a dearth of really quality quarterbacks. Mac Jones isn't that guy yet. If the Patriots move him, I think he becomes that guy. But I wonder what happens now that you've actually got your coaching tree in line. You know, you have an actual offensive coordinator and a quarterback guru there to actually tune up Mac Jones and run a real offense. I think this year is make or break. But yeah, if you're Bill Belichick, I don't know why you're out shopping Mac Jones. I mean, it does give some credence to the idea that maybe they want Lamar Jackson in New England. I don't know. Which I think... Again, this Lamar Jackson thing is ever evolving. I mean, you know, it is. talking about how how you know Lamar still you know hasn't come to his senses on an agent, which he probably never will. Talking about how you know uh, teams are are really having a conversation around whether they want to draft a guy and be on the hook for thirty two million total or pay you know Lamar Jackson thirty two million a year. Like it's a dynamic conversation, and unfortunately, I just don't think Lamar. Is good enough or has done enough in this league to garner that kind of money. I just don't think he's that guy. Yeah, it's interesting that, um, you know, it's interesting to see. By the way, uh, now Golden Blue Dude's producer guy, apparently he worked with a producer. Uh, his producer guy did uh, confirm that he passed last night unexpectedly. Damn, bro. That's a bummer. Um, yeah, I think Mac Jones, is he a guy that is. Is he a guy that is Justin Herbert? No, he's not. But is Mac Jones to a tongue of Iloa? Yes, he is. Yeah. Is he, can he get to... But he's more durable. Is he right? Super Bowl caliber Mac Jones? I think he is. He has that inside of him. He needs somebody to unlock that. Because yeah. nobody can do that. And I, it, it, it almost doesn't matter to me. Um, it almost doesn't matter to me what else has happened. But think about Mac Jones in like a Shanahan system or like uh, an yeah. offensive juggernaut well, Bill system. O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. I mean, he, he's a guy that it's really incumbent on him to bring the best out. It is really, really incumbent on him to bring the best out of, of Mac. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how that plays out. But I think it's I think it is more the issue with the Patriots than it is with Mac Jones. Um, I also think Brett Favre trying to get his lawsuit dismissed is a huge issue. Did you guys hear this? So Brett Favre today went to court trying to get the lawsuit against him. And remember, this is a civil lawsuit, not a criminal lawsuit. Big difference. Huge difference. He's trying to get the lawsuit against him dismissed. And you'll remember that millions of federal welfare dollars intended to help low-income Mississippi residents some of the, and I mean the absolute 
dirt poor in this country. Didn't get the money they were supposed to get, allegedly. Yeah. Were instead squandered on projects supported by wealthy or well-connected people, allegedly including Brett Favre from 2016 to 2019. Now, they're saying that Brett Favre got $5 million that went to a volleyball arena supported supporting his alma mater, Southern Mississippi, where his daughter was playing volleyball, and $1.7 million towards the development of a concussion treatment drug by a company in which Favre is an investor. Now, you might also remember he's suing Pat McAfee and others for libel over this exact same lawsuit. So Brett Favre is trying to do everything he can do to put the horse back in the barn, and I'm just telling you, that's too late. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You took money from people who are super struggling, who are, who are like you said, the poorest of the poor. I mean, you don't do that. That is, like, there are a lot of despicable things you can do in this world, you know? Everything from white-collar crime to blue-collar crime to, you know, terrible things. And he's being sued by the Department of Human Services. Saying, and, and he and a large group of other people saying that the money was misspent. Brad Favre went to court today and tried to get that money thrown out. Good, we- good luck with that, Favre. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza, where they have a smoking deal for you tonight. Two topping medium pizza for $6.99. Whether it's game day, movie night, or just a busy day, it's always time for Papa Murphy's. And now you can get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99. That's right. The whole family can get exactly what they want any day of the week for any occasion. Any toppings, any sauce, only $6.99. Now that's medium. If only everything else in life was like our deal. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza so you can make the pizza great. Order online today at papamurphys.com. Yep, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. I want to show you outside again. You guys, seriously. It's getting a little ridiculous. Stop it. Are you guys looking at I'm trying to get you the best shot of this snow. Can you guys see this? Like, this is absolutely ridiculous now. Can you see? Look at how much snow is falling in Salt Lake City right now. Yes. Like, it's flipping April 4th. It's dumping. And it's absolutely dumping right now. And I don't, I don't even know how you explain this. Because it, it the storm was supposed to be over. The worst was supposed to be over. There was always going to be a third wave, but it was supposed to be a light just kind of Come on. chill out. Come on, bro. This is brutal. This is at like... Anyway. And again, 67 for a high on Saturday. Six, he, you said 67 degrees. Yes. Look at this. It is absolutely dumping snow outside right now. And you're saying it's going to be 67 degrees. Saturday. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And, and again, like, I guess I just should not complain. The low to, I mean, it's great for our water. The low tomorrow morning is going to be 13 Dude, bro. I I don't even. I thought you said 13. I did. And then, uh, let's see. I'm I'm waiting for it to load. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's going to be 69 degrees on Sunday, 69 on Monday, 63 on Tuesday. 
Thursday night, it's going to be a low of 19. Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. I, I'm sorry. Please. The weekend is going to be please. 35 degrees warmer than it is today. <laughs> We're all going to die. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. We're all going to die, Mother man. Mother Nature ain't playing no games out here, bro. I'm just telling you. I'm just, just melt all this white stuff so I can swing a golf club poorly. <laughs> Seriously. Let, let it all just melt, man. I'm telling you, let it all melt. Because I am ready for Canyons Golf to open. The official golf course of the Monty Show is Canyons Golf. I tell you about it every day. Uh, Canyons Golf, go see my guy Darren Ingram. Um, and by the way, if you're somebody looking for a corporate event, if you're somebody that needs a little corporate marketing, hook up with Darren at Canyons Golf, man, because he's got all these, these beautiful holes. This entire course, it's just, I think, A, one of the most pristinely kept courses. The greens are magnificent uh, up at Canyons. Uh, well, they're covered in snow right now, but they will be magnificent. Um, I told you yesterday, Darren's one of the best teaching pros I've ever met, but he's also got all kinds of great marketing opportunities for you, like GPS sponsorships where, you know, every cart, you can have your business's logo on there. Hey, you need a place to take your guys? You need to get out of the office on a spring afternoon? Maybe it's Wednesday afternoon and you want to go, you know, take a threesome up to Canyons. Two o'clock in the afternoon, boom, Darren will get your job done for Fast. you, man. Like, Corporate building, corporate parties, hospitality, everything you need. Or maybe you just want a sunny morning. Maybe you want to play around. You just want some quiet and some peacefulness. Mountain fresh air in Park City, Canyons Golf. Yes. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. By the way, it is the official golf course of the Utah Grizzlies. So the guys will have their golf tournament up there next spring. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so make sure that uh, you tell Darren when you talk to him, hey, heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, let's see. Uh, Taylor Smith says golf sounds so nice right now. Yeah, how many folks golf on the program, man? Because uh, I think we may or may not have a Monty Show golf tournament. We might need to do that. Yeah. We might need to do that, I think. I need to get – I got to get clubs. I, I, I got to – Yeah. I need to just get some now. Like PXG released Gen, their Gen Six. Yeah. Uh, now I'm in the Gen Fives. That's probably where I'm gonna go. Uh, we gotta get our what's uh, PXG, homie? Garrett. Garrett. We gotta get Garrett. We gotta get Garrett. Get some clubs. Get some fit. Because I want to be a better. I want to be a better player. I want to. I want to be a better golfer. Come Thanksgiving, when I'm in Hawaii and you're not. I want to, you know, I want to be better. I do. I'm totally going to be that guy who once a week after the showroom goes to the range just to hit a bucket. Oh, go black 45. You right? You guys ready for this? Beautiful hole should have been my ex's nickname. Bro. Hey, oh, hey, what are you doing, bro? What are, what are you doing? Holding the dick. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Dale Donut says golfer here. Gary says, I love golf. Uh, Tanner says a threesome up at Canyons. Uh, okay. Earthquaking. Earthquaking. Anita Dick and Ming. Uh, DeLambo. <laughs> I golf poorly, but love it so much. Me too. Yeah. I, I have, I'm telling you now that I haven't played a lot of golf in recent years. I need to golf is something that you have to, you have to play golf. Golf. Weekly at, at a minimum, at a minimum. And we need to get, we need to get. We need to get like Top Golf on the show. Yeah, we need to get Top Golf on the show. We need because I I need to go and get my Angry Birds revenge. When we were at spring that training, that was some trash, dude. I got robbed, <laughs> dude. dude. I'm talking two seventy five up the middle, 
it didn't register. I think I hit the hardest driver, or actually it was hybrid. I think I hit the hardest hybrid I have ever hit. <laughs> and the Angry Birds guy was like, nah, bro, you missed everything. No, man. Like, no. I mean, straight down the cock. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. It went right through that hallway like a hot dog, just right, th- you know, didn't get a point. Wait, did you just make a hot dog down a hallway reference? No, you did, though. Uh, Taylor says, let's admit it. We all suck at golf. We do. Pretty much. We do. Pretty much. Uh, Brent Burnett, any golf, uh, go to Scotland. Dude, love it. Love it. Uh, Roger Sale says, do a golf tournament. We just might. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, Angry Birds Revenge. Dude. Dude. Uh, DeLambo says, dude, nothing compares to being out uh, of the fresh on fresh mowed grass. Take me back to playing baseball. 100%, oh, dude. 100%. But there's nothing like standing on that tee box at Canyons where you can just see the entire world. Yes. I'm sorry, did we wake you up? Stop. Dude, <laughs> bro, I'm trying. Are you? You're probably not trying hard enough. Uh, Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah, says, what's well, up? Well, well, well. Jet Wayman has made his return. Greg Hawkins says, howdy, casuals. Salty Drunk says there is 18 Saudi Stooge players in the Masters. There are. Yeah. Are you guys into the Masters? I cannot wait for 100%, Wednesday. 100%, dude. I can't wait for the, the, the par three tomorrow. I'm all about the Masters. All about the Masters. I'm telling you, do all not miss Tiger, it. man. He is, this is, he does not have many of these left. I'm telling you. I, I am, yeah, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I, I, yeah. I love the guy. Why can't I see Riley O'Brien's comment? I don't know why I can't see it on the, to put it up. He says, what is the most memorable work day in your career, Monty? First, that comes to mind. Please get a reply from each of you also. I want to express how much I love the Monty show. The show is truly elite. Man. You know, uh, there are two that come to mind. The first time I ever met Michael Jordan, um, you know, you just meet somebody and it just like makes your heart skip a beat. Like I, I remember saying, holy shit, that's Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. That moment. But then being at the Dan Jiggett's Walter Payton um, radio show where Walter Payton essentially said, I'm dying and there's nothing anybody can do. That moment changed my life. That hurt like that. Walter Payton was that dude for me. And just the the fear in the the pain of that moment was oh my god. Yeah. But I have a bunch. I mean, if I just could pick one, it's probably the Walter Payton moment, but walking into the Blackhawks locker room at the United Center for the first time I remember that. Um you know, being at, being at Super Bowls and Final Fours, um, NBA All-Star game. Well, the Shaq and Kobe alley-oop against Portland. I was right under the basket for that. Being at LeBron's first ever game in Sacramento uh, was pretty cool. That Walter Payton moment will never leave me. That hurt, dude. Like, that hurt. Like, that's probably the one. Um I think outside of that moment, I think my favorite workday was at the Super Bowl in Tampa. 2011, I think. <laughs> um, I was talking to Tim Brown, the wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders at the time. 
and we're just chopping it up. And Tim Brown and I know each other pretty well. We, you know, we were having a good time. And all of a sudden, Ray Lewis, I'm standing up. Like, we're at a table at, at Radio Row at Super Bowl. There's just a bunch of tables, dude. And there's, in the afternoon, in afternoon drive, there's just a bunch of holy shit walking around. Like, oh my, holy, hey, that's the, oh my God, oh, hey, all day long. So I'm talking to Tim Brown and we're, we were laughing at the time. Um, and I even, we were joking about Sebastian Janikowski, I want to say. And he's sitting down, I'm standing up and somebody grabbed my right trap and it was Ray Lewis and Ray Lewis just sits down. And I, I think I said five words the entire time. Because Ray Lewis and Tim Brown took over my radio show, national radio radio show, East Coast Afternoon Drive at Sporting News Radio. Tim Brown and Ray Lewis are just standing there. And you're just listening to them and we're all chopping it up. And Tim Brown is saying to Ray Lewis, you permanently disabled me, dude. And he's telling a story about how Ray Lewis put the crown of his helmet right into his bicep. And that Tim Brown was saying something like, my bicep doesn't work normally. And so I pick my head up and Joe Montana is standing there in front of a huge crowd. Like there's probably 300 people watching our show. And I just remember seeing Joe Montana, Brady Quinn is off to the right. Devin Hester is standing next to Brady Quinn. Like all these fucking dudes. On my show with Ray Lewis and Tim Brown talking, just talking football, and I'm saying almost nothing. Almost nothing. I'm so bricked up right now. And Joe Montana's just standing there laughing, and it was a surreal moment. Surreal moment. Shout out to Justin Hintz, my producer, who set that up. Uh, but I have a thousand. I mean, the... the um, uh, Maury Povich called my show one, one on my birthday one year. Justin Hintz, my producer at Sporting News, got Maury Povich to call into my show and tell me I was not the father because uh, we used to watch Maury Povich every day. Um, I mean, just there were so many cool moments. Jake and I, when Jake was a kid, we were in St. Louis in 2006. Scott Spezio tripled down the right field line. We were in the first row. The ball hit the the wall right in front of us. Bases clearing triple. Cardinals go to the playoffs. They go on to beat Detroit in the World Series. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a you know, lonely conversations with Tim Lincecum uh in his last couple of years with the Giants. Like those are the moments that probably stand out the most. Um I mean, like in Sacramento, I had some crazy shit go on. Like Chris Weber pulled up in a gas station at an Arco gas station. Oh my God, I haven't thought about this in years. So I worked for Sports 1140 KHTK. You're home for Kings basketball. Um, right? Like massive radio station, awesome radio station. And I was, I, I was the same guy I am now. I haven't changed my style in my entire career. The Kings were a bunch of misfits. They had this great coach in Rick Adelman. But Chris Weber was done. He had torn up his knee in Dallas two years prior. And so he wrote me a note on a basketball when I was like my first year there, like all kinds of shit. So one night I'm at the gas station after the game, I was filling up my car and he pulled up next to me in an SUV. 
I sat in his SUV for like ever and we just sat there and talked about everything. In one of the scariest, most gangster moments I've ever been a part of. Because he didn't fuck talk to anybody. Like Chris Weber hated everybody. But we sat there and we talked. I don't even remember how, how long it was now. Uh, oh my God, in St. Louis, Mike Shannon, the broadcaster for the Cardinals. Oh, um, yeah, this is awesome. So Friday night, um, and there were many, many of these. Tony La Russa is the manager of the Cardinals. One of the best years of my life was one of the most miserable years. That year, they won the World Series of Cardinals. But in Tony La Russa's heyday as a manager. He would just, we, him and I and like two other, two Joe Strauss from the uh, Post-Dispatch in St. Louis. And we would sit in Tony's office and just shoot the shit like about nothing. About nothing. Nothing at all. Like we used to talk about. But how does that happen though? Like, because I think, I think people, people don't, I know people don't understand how this type of relationship happens. Because when you're there every day, guys talk to you. Scott Spezio, same thing. Josh, the late Josh Hancock uh, was a young pitcher for the Cardinals, right? Um, He left me tickets at Wrigley Field so Jake and I could go to a game. Right, like just you become friends with guys like Cheesecake Factory and I can't remember the name of the city in St. Louis. One of the suburbs. There was a mall with a Cheesecake Factory. You walk in there and it was Spezio, Wainwright, Carpenter, and somebody else were just sitting at a table. And I walked in there to 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 get dinner, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you sit with us, dude?" And Adam Wainwright bought me dinner that night. And we just sat there, didn't talk a lick of baseball. Didn't talk a lick of baseball. Just so Tony LaRusso, you're 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 with this guy. You're in the shit with this guy every day, right? So Tony, we would just sit in his office and talk about wine, mm-hmm. about ARF, his animal rescue foundation, or I mean a thousand things. Of living downtown. Like one of the things I I'll never forget the conversation Tony and I had about the loft that I lived in had the, it was a brand new, like $5 million building. And the plumbing was absolutely terrible. So the pipes knocked because they were installed like it was terrible. So we used to talk about that stuff. So I also hosted the post game show on TV and we did it on Friday nights at a place called Mike Shannon's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would sit at this big circle table. And Tony LaRusso would come over. Mike Shannon would come over. And my job was from the third out until Mike Shannon and Tony LaRusso came over. Well, one night, Mike Shannon didn't come over to the table. He was in the restaurant. And so Tony LaRusso showed up and sat down, and we just started chopping it up about the game. And then Bob Costas sat down. And then Bob Euchre sat down. And like, I, there was a night where Tommy Lasorda was sitting. Like, I found myself at this table just talking baseball with all of these guys. Tim McCarver was the other guy. Yeah. Tim McCarver shows up and sits down. So I'm with all these 60s and 70s era baseball players talking about baseball. And I'm pretty certain the Dodgers were in town because Tommy was there. And so we're sitting there, and I'm not saying two words at all. Because one, I'm the new guy in town. I've only been there for half a season at this point. And Tony is sitting next to me. And every time I try to get up, Tony would be like, like, don't go anywhere. Like, and then Mike Shannon showed up 
And he had a, a New York strip steak. So, so Shannon's daughter and I knew each other really well because this was at Mike Shannon's Steak and Seafood, the old restaurant that's now gone. And so he showed up with a strip steak and these big uh, broccoli heads that I used to eat. I sat there, ate my steak on TV, and they chopped up baseball. I learned more in that conversation than I've ever learned. And they just drink like fish is the crazy thing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But one of the other great things is, like Mrs. Monty and I walked into that restaurant one night, and Tony LaRusso is sitting in the, in the back room just by himself having a glass of wine. Just a wave, hey, what's up? But then you see him at the ballpark. It's just those relationships, those that story time. You just can't, dude, I'm telling you, you just can't beat that stuff. Yeah. You just can't beat that stuff. Like it is, it is just, yeah, that Tim Brown story was crazy. Yeah, dude. Because Ray Lewis was terrifying. Ray be- Lewis was a savage when, when that <laughs> happened in your story. Dude. Absolute savage. Ripped. Like just ripped on the rack, dude. Unbelievable. I, I, I just, the things you learn in our business when you shut your mouth like it's so foreign to people when you're in TV and radio or you interview people or whatever. Yeah. If you just stop talking and let them talk, you learn so much. You just learn what makes them tick and they respect you more because you give them space to be themselves. Yes. Telling you, you just can't, you can't beat it. You just can't beat it. DeLambo says, Monty is the guy you want telling stories around the campfire. So great. Yeah, I can tell, like, some of the Lakers stories, you guys hate the Lakers, but the Kobe-Shaq stories, that team was crazy. That team was just... Yeah, I mean, the dynamic between the two was ridiculous. Kobe would not come into the locker room until Shaq was gone. Because Kobe didn't get dressed in front of the media. So, like, I can even tell you where their lockers were. Like, so you walk in the door immediately on your right is Shaquille O'Neal. And you just go down the way, and like in one end, it's Glenn Rice and Ron Harper and John Sally. Um, and then you you just keep going along the wall, and Kobe had the last two lockers on one side and all of his nice street clothes in the other locker. So he had three lockers. And there was a room that I never went in, but it was like a dressing room, like a private room that he had access to. He would take a shower, and he would always come out in a, in a uh, logo suit like a logo, almost like tracksuit. But you would never see Kobe and Shaq in the same room at the same time. They hated each other that much. Hate each other that much. Like, you know. It is what it is. Anyway, um, let's see. The Great Dane, I went golfing in a red shirt and all of a sudden Lavelle Edwards pulls up right behind me and says, go big red. I was devastated. I kid you not. I never wore anything red since. <laughs> Amazing. Like, have you ever run? Like, me and Mrs. Monty ran into uh, Roddy Piper on our the night a- the morning after our wedding. We were going to Las Vegas. This is a crazy story. So we lived in an apartment in Burbank. We were broke as f, mm-hmm. right? So we live in this apartment, and the plumbing is broken. We get home from our wedding, which was in Orange County the night before. Drove all the way up to Burbank because we had a flight to Vegas and the plumbing's broken. So we got to walk across the street. There was like a shopping center. I don't remember the name of it. It was probably a Vons, a a grocery store. But there was a Starbucks in that mall. And inside of that Starbucks was Hot Rod Roddy Piper. Couldn't stop because I had to burn a deuce. (laughs) 
Dude, I went into that grocery store and I'm sure that I wrecked something in their plumbing system. Came back, he was gone. Damn. You know. <laughs> I have all kinds of crazy stories like that. That's what I, one of the things I love about living in LA is you never know who you're going to run into. Yeah, dude. You never know who you're going to run into. Never. So, uh, Tanner says, Monty, did you meet McNabb season one time? Yeah, he was picking up a hooker in Scottsdale. <laughs> I am not a doubt. He's a good dude. I should stop. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. Darren Ingram. There's Darren Ingram. What I tell you? The Canyons golf guy. Uh, Greg Hawkins, 1,000% uh, agree. Only dude that made me feel different was uh, Dr. J. It was wild. Where is Greg Hawkins? Uh, Greg Hawkins. Famous people are just people. Most famous people I've met just want to have a normal life. Need, need uh, invite me over and we would just hang out and chat, have food and drink. I will tell you, dude, every athlete, that's exactly what they're like. Yeah. Every single one of them. Because they all they do is get asked for their pictures and their autographs. And, hey, like, hey, uh, are you going to come and play here? Or, like, stuff that happens to them all the time. Yeah. So... They don't want to be treated famous all the time. You know how hard it is for like Kobe to go to the grocery store or Shaq to go to the grocery they store? They can't do it. The normalcy is what those guys crave, as odd as that sounds. As odd as that sounds. That's, yeah, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Golden Blue Dude's family is going to upload a video about his passing on his channel. But cool. Cool, unfortunately. I once saw Harrison Ford walk through the hangar uh, where I work. I was checking on his plane in Wichita, Kansas. Okay. How about that? That's crazy. Um, read that one already. John Dry says that's why. Um, that is why by beat GK at a TV deal. B Y Brett Yormark. Beat. Oh, okay. Brett Yormark kept his mouth shut. GK didn't act, and just talked. And smoked weed like Lane Kiffin. Okay, John. I mean, you know. You know. You know. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, Monty couldn't afford bubblegum. Dude, there were some days, man. There were some days. I have been days. a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every fucking time. Yeah, me too. Uh, Tanner, uh, met McNabb in D.C. He bought me uh, to drink uh, Patron Pineapple. Ooh. He taught me to drink Patron pineapple. Ooh. Okay. The problem is, I've interviewed Donovan McNabb a hundred times. He's not a bad dude. He's just, you know. Yeah. Not a bad dude. Uh, Larry Pilgrim really sucks. He was young and leaving children behind. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, Blue and Gold dude passed away last night. Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. Unfortunately. So, salty drunk. Wow, Monty, it seems you do have game, LOL. You know, not a lot. Uh, a little bit. Uh, let's see. Another time at BYU basketball camp, Mark Pope, who was an assistant, refed one of my games, and literally every two seconds a foul was called. All of us were ticked off and yelling at him. During the whole time, Pope stood there smiling. He was a boss at the time. There you go. There you go. Mark Hales. Pro athletes are way better to hang with than actors. I don't know about that um i haven't hung out with a lot of actors but you know one of the coolest dudes i met in san francisco is deepak chopra deepak was a dude d he glows when he walks in the room deepak's is that's what they intimidate and, and stuff you know but actors are okay i think 
I think athletes and actors are just human beings. And if you're an asshole in life, you're an asshole as an athlete or an actor. Yeah. You totally. Know, you just have more money to treat people poorly. Totally. You know, like it's true. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it's hard to get away from that, right? So, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly. Um, you know, I think it's it, it's interesting to see exactly how guys are in real life. I always find that interesting. Yeah. But again, that's just that's just me. I I I think I also obviously I've met a lot of famous athletes. So that kind of so it happens, you know. Uh, Tanner says I met Alema Harrington at a game at a game two of the Jazz Clipper series two years ago. He was such a nice guy. He is a nice guy. Yeah, Alema will be on the show tomorrow. See Coppin, I don't know. I believe Greg would be easy to hang out with. Greg's a jerk though. Greg Hawkins, dude, he's so full of himself. You're a douche. He thinks he's like big time actor guy. Get a fast pass for douche mountain because you're a douche. Forget him. <laughs> Greg is a good dude. He weighs like 37 pounds total, I think. You put rocks in his pocket, you might get to 50. Uh, actors are some of my best friends. Well, you are an actor. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's just based on who you are. Okay. Uh, real quick, can we do some NBA power rankings? Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about this. So how do you guys feel about the Mavs talking about sitting Luka and Kyrie? Because <clears throat> if they're going to make the playoffs, it's going to screw them hard. Because A, I think we all know by now that they're not good enough to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But B, their draft pick is top 10 protected. Right. So if they miss the playoffs, that pick does not convey it. They don't have to give it up. Luca today said he's not sitting. My name is Luca. What do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, I think that the Kyrie trade has been a dumpster fire for him and not even because Kyrie has done anything. I think it just hasn't worked out. I, I, I think that they, you know, Mark Cuban saw an opportunity and felt like, hey, it's worth the risk. It's worth, you know, giving up assets and... You know, unfortunately, it's just not, uh, it just hasn't worked out. There's no other way around it. And, and, and for once, I kind of, um, kind of on board with, uh, several of the people, uh, who are out there saying like, yeah, Hey, Luca, like, love you, dude, but you need to get in better shape. You need, you need to carry your team more. You got to be more than you are right now. He like, does have a dump truck. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I think he got that booty. Like, there's no doubting the guy can score with the best of them. Like, he's one of the best players in the I league. Would agree. Like, I, I don't disagree with any of that. But I think, you know, the Mavs are in this situation where, where you're kind of in worst case scenario here because he gave up Dinwiddie, he gave up Dorian Finney-Smith, he gave up the draft capital. Like, you, you moved on from, you know, Brunson, you moved on from poor Zingis, all for this Luca cat. And Luca's a damn good basketball player. But at some point, you got to start taking these next steps. And and you can keep fighting with Devin Booker and the Suns if you want to. But the reality is, yeah, you might have won that game by 50, but you haven't really done anything since then. You haven't progressed. All right, so let's talk about the teams who have. Yeah. Let's start with you slandering the New York Knicks. I'm ready. More valuable, Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson? Jalen Brunson. Yay! <laughs> My guy, let's go. Finally. All day. Where do the Knicks fall in the East? Because I look at the way that they've played without Julius, and this will probably surprise some people. 
I think Jalen Brunson has been an MVP candidate the last two nights. Like, that dude is a flipping machine. Yeah. They're 46-33. and 33. Yeah. Ten and a half back in the East. They're locked into the fifth spot. They're not going anywhere, right? So, it's going to be Cleveland and New York with Cleveland having the home court advantage. I mean, how good – can they beat Cleveland in a series? Yeah, I mean, I think they can beat Cleveland in a series, but I, I think – I think that's the series we all deserve as basketball fans because I think those two teams are incredibly even. I, I like. I think, but the Donovan quotient here: Donovan not going to the Knicks, the yeah, Knicks well, not making the trade. Layer. Yeah, I mean that's a, obviously a a, a a great added layer to that series. You know, like I I do think that you know Donovan just you know if we put the the teams aside and we just look at Don, like yeah, Donovan's got a point to prove this offseason. I think he would love nothing more. Than to drop 40 in the garden twice in the playoffs and send them averaging home 28, and, 29 points a game. Yeah. And most nights playing really you know, well. Most nights he's good for, for he's been a 35 a night guy for a minute now. Like he's been, been on that train. And I think that, you know, Donovan Mitchell is again, you've been right. Like the guy has taken this step forward and now he just needs that opportunity to go out and show he can do it. In the playoffs. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, for the Knicks, it's a situation where it has worked out. I, I mean, we can say that. Like, I, I am still of the position that they need to prove they can win a playoff series. But so far, you've been much better this year. You have been in contention. You are going to have the five seed. You want, like, you have improved. The yeah. problem now is, is that I think you got to figure out, okay, can Julius give me 30 and 15 in a postseason game when we need him to be that guy. Well, I also think this same conversation applies to the 76ers. Yeah. Because I think most people default to Milwaukee's the best team in the East. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I believe that. I'm not sure I believe that. I think Boston, although Jalen Brown, I think is hugely dysfunctional. I don't know how you describe it or put your finger on it, but I still think... Brass tacks, Boston's the best team in the East. I think Milwaukee versus Philly is an incredibly interesting conversation mm -hmm. because I don't think there's any doubt that Joel Embiid is a hugely important player. But I think James Harden's more important because I know what I'm going to get out of Joe. Right. And I actually think the comparison is James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Right. Because I think James Harden makes Tyrese Maxey better. Yep. But James Harden's got to shoot well. Mm -hmm. And he, and this is the time of year that you love because you yes. can just strap on your haterade and you can just spray it everywhere. Holden Middick. Everywhere. Because you hate James Harden so much. You're like, hey man, that loser never makes his jump shot in the playoffs. Which is exactly what we're going <laughs> to, I guarantee you in, inside of two weeks, we're going to have that conversation. Well, James went for 37 in that series. Dilly dilly. dilly dilly. At least he's consistent. I mean, it, it's just the reality of his career so far. At least he's consistent. That's great. You're you're a scoring title guy and you're an MVP guy. That's you know cool. the three six is Brooklyn, who's just dangerous enough to piss you off. Yes. Right? Yep. yep. With the way Bridges is playing for them and yeah. they're not beating Philly. They're not. But no. the point is. But they'll they'll take Philly six games, I think. I think they're good enough to do that. But is James Harden good enough to be the reason that the Sixers win a series? Yeah, I, I think what needs to be said is the circumstances are a lot different in Philly than they've been in 
Brooklyn or Houston or some of these other situations. Mm-hmm. Like I look at the way James plays now. He's not a score first guy anymore. That's not, he, he's understood the, the opportunity in front of him, which is, Hey, I am a scoring threat. I'm one of the best scorers in the league, but I don't need to score 35 a night for my team to win ball games. What I need to do is I need to get guys like Tyrese Maxey, you know, some floor space on the wing. I need to get Joel Embiid, the mismatch on the block. I like, I need to do these things for my teammates so that they can go out and be 35 and 15. And then I can be, let's say 25 and 15 or 20 and but 15. What do you or- expect? And I, and, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this. What do you expect from Joel? Because I think Joel Embiid is, I think he's going to be the MVP. But he's never had the kind of help he has now. Yeah. He's got yeah. a dynamic rim wrecker in Tyrese Maxey who can also shoot really well. Right. And he's got an elite distributor because James Harden, for everything he's not as a scorer right now, because he's not the same player he was in Houston. Mm-hmm. He's a better player than he was in Brooklyn. He's kind of a hybrid now. Right. He can still score, but man, he is a wizard with the basketball right now. I think I think I can make the argument he's one of the best assist men in the NBA. Yeah. Is Joel Embiid that dude that 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 you think can he be a 30, 30 a night in the playoffs? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. I, no I, doubt about I, no you doubt don't have about any it. doubts yeah, about no, that. No doubt because I don't have any doubt about it because I but cuz he, he can play both ways. So like let's say that the officiating, uh, they're they're officiating a tight game, right? Let's say they're blowing the whistle a lot. Okay, well, if that's the case, then I'm just going to get to the line a lot. I'm going to live at the line. He's shown he can do that. If they're letting him play and they're letting him be physical, great. That's how Joel likes to play. Joel likes to take it to you. So Joel is going to get the mid-range going, and then inevitably when you jump on the pump fake, he's going to go by you. So I, it's like you said at the beginning of the conversation. I have no doubt about what Joel... Like, uh, would anyone be surprised if Joel you know, average 30 in the playoffs and, uh, you know, every two to three games gave you a 40 or 45 point performance. Nobody would be surprised by that. I wouldn't be. But I think the thing is, is that that's not going to be good enough for them to win a championship. They need Maxi giving them 25 a night. They need James Harden giving them, you know, at least 15 assists, whatever he puts up, whether it's 20, 25, 30, whatever it is in the points column Mm -hmm. is what it is. But the assists are where it's at. But again, I think, I'm telling you, James Harden's the most important guy on that team in the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to go as far as he's going to go. They are. I mean, it, it is as simple as that. The Philadelphia 76ers will be limited by how far James Harden takes him. Yeah, I agree How with well that. he scores. And note, I didn't say shoots. How well he scores and how well he dimes out. Yeah. And if he's not, they're not going to win. Uh, and maybe before games, he should drink the bucked up energy drink right here. Miami, baby, let's yeah. go. Yeah. I love it. Three days in a row, we've had access to bucked up Miami. Boom. Three great shows. Pimps are going to pimp. You know what I'm saying? Um, get the free samples, though. I'm telling you, Miami is amazing. Miami is amazing. But you guys, you've got to get the free samples. Uh, it's in the description below. It really helps the show. You want to help us out? Please go to bucked up. Uh, in the link below, it says free samples. Click it, get your free samples, get your free shaker cup. Jake's got the fluorescent green. Yeah, the uh, Oregon Ducks version of Bucked Up. You yeah, know? let's yeah. go, the, the Oregon yeah, Ducks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, duck season. Um, you can get the Oregon <laughs> Ducks as well. You can get any color combination you like. And three free samples of your choice from Bucked Up Energy. And listen, if you're a supplement guy, absolutely use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. 
I would really recommend the BCAs, the racked version of their BCAs. It's got the carnitine in it. It's going to help strip fat out of your system. It is, it works. It will cut you down. And I'm telling you, it's fantastic. It works really well for me. I would recommend you use it. And that's the thing that really makes a difference for me with Bucked Up. The stuff works. Like the energy drink. It's zero sugar, which you know is a starting point for me. I eat very little sugar unless Jake's getting donuts, but he's not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I take in very little sugar. So having a sugar-free energy drink that works well. Bucked Up Energy makes me feel better. I don't get some huge spike out of it. It doesn't make me shake. It just gives me clarity. And that's the thing I love. I love the mental clarity. The mental... Clarity is the right word. Like it just gives me a a shot in the brain, which I love. I feel better. I get to think better. I talk better. I have more energy. I love it. That's why I choose Bucked Up to get me through the show because that's exactly what it does. So get to buckedup.com. Get your free samples. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Darren Ingram says, I used the collagen from Bucked Up. I already look five years younger. Let's go. Darren, the problem is... You know, you're not a, and I know it's tough from a good looking guy like me, you know, like just, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I've uh, never taken uh, steroids. Uh, uh, bam, boom, bing, right? Like, I mean, Linocaine and B12. You know, no, I'm kidding. I'm, Darren's a vet. He's a tremendous golfer and he uses well, the collagen. Bitch. I love it. Uh, DeLambo says, I got the military green bottle. Hey, hey, I'm telling you the bucked up shakers are awesome. Uh, God, guns, gains. Boom! Boom! Uh, <laughs> Do you even lift? McKinley Cutler. New rules around trades make the Jazz on uh, Elf the best trade partners for the next uh, star that asks out. Well, I'm telling you now, I love that, by the way. I love the new CBA rules. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at checkout. And it's Monty, not Monty. Not Monty. Okay? Hey, Monty. It's Monty. Monty. Thank uh, you. Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Championship medal? Yeah. Best team in the West right now is? The Lakers. No, it's not. It's the Sacramento Kings. Oh, please. I'm telling you, dude. Please. See, everybody says please, that. Please, dude. Do you, who, what's the 3-6? Sacramento Golden State. You're Don't. Okay. Please, run out how De'Aaron Fox is going to be better than Steph Curry in the playoffs. Well, I'm not saying that. Come on, dude. But how good is Andrew Wiggins going to be for Golden State? Yeah, he's going to be rusty. He's going to be rusty, for sure. But it is what it is. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm warning you right now. That is an upset alert. I'm not saying that Sacramento is better. (laughs) Why do you have the Cubs game on in the background? Why do you have the Cubs game? Like I, the Cubs games on the TV, they every they're in Cincinnati. Oh, dude. They've been up every first inning. The Cubs have had a lead yeah. out of the top of the first. They're down three one now because it's batting practice for the Reds. Stop. You're gonna trip and fall down the stairs. Oh yeah, buddy hit one into the jet stream. You're gonna trip and fall down the stairs. I'm telling you right now. Are the are the Sacramento Kings championship material? No, they're not. But can they beat Golden State? Oh, yeah, they can. And I'm telling you, I have said it all year, and you better back me up on this, Fuzzy. Fuzzy. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox is good. Keegan Murray's dangerous. Yeah, you've been saying that all year. Keegan Murray's dangerous. I'm telling you. Now, yeah. as far as the Phoenix Suns go, Your De- boy. Devin Booker or Kevin Durant? Well, what do you mean? Who's, Who's more, more important? important? Well, Devin Booker's more important. You know what you're... Again, it's the same... 
it is the same conversation as Philly. I, I think hmm? I still maintain Book has proven to do in the playoffs, man. Like he he like I don't disagree. Like if you don't show up this year, like uh, that's not good for you, dude. Like he needs to have and I'm not saying it's 40 points a night every night, but what I am saying is you can't have that game where you're one for 10 from the field. Like you can't have, you know, some garbage performance. Oh, wait, wait, in the playoffs. breaking news on the show. We have a new golf course sponsor because Darren Ingram from Canyons Golf said, let's go red. All right, Jimmy's um, uni oh, down the damn. street. Damn. Uh, par three, nine holes. Yeah. Torn up, rock. The fairway is made of all pea, pea pebble, grass, and rocks and stuff. Yeah. It's the official golf course of the Monty Show. Good knowing you. Borrow your friend's clubs when you go to Jimmy's Muni. You're so fucked. <laughs> Come on. Off the top of my Come head. on, that was funny. <laughs> that, was, that was a joke because he's a Reds fan and pea gravel and. Borrow you your know, friend's clubs. They don't Jimmy's have cards. Jimmy's Muni. Like, come on. Come on. Jimmy's. Anyway, the point is. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan says, my wife was Keegan Murray's fifth grade teacher. Okay. 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 Darren Ingram says, ha, I got to stay loyal, my guy. <laughs> You've stayed loyal. Just go sit in the right field bleachers. You'll catch a ball, too. Uh, let's see. McKinley Cutler says Booker's more important. I totally agree. I think Devin Booker is, listen, that's my guy. I'd hit that twice on Sunday. Yeah. Him and Justin Haybear, those are my dudes, right? That feels awkward now. Stay hard. The point is, the point is, I'm a huge Devin Booker guy. Right. He's got to hit, he's got to shoot well in the playoffs. He scores, but I need that pivotal wing three on the driving kick to go down. And Book is not, in my opinion, the knockdown three-point shooter he used to be. But he is absolutely a lethal weapon on offense now. Yeah. His game has evolved so much, he's no longer reliant. Book used to be that guy, if the three didn't go in, you didn't get anything from him. Now he's just an absolute killer. There are no more excuses in Phoenix. You've got a new owner in Matt Ishbia who has spent money to get Kevin Durant. DeAndre Ayton's playing out of his mind. You have got backstops for Chris Paul being 79 years old. Maybe he needs to get on the Darren Ingram collagen from bucked up plan, something, because dude just can't play anymore. Yeah. So what I'm telling you is there are no more excuses. You've got Kevin Durant, who is a perfect compliment to Devin Booker. So, yeah, I would agree again. I think Devin Booker's the most important guy for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And then the question of the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles. Right. LeBron James versus Anthony Davis. Because LeBron ain't that dude anymore. He's not the guy that you can say, here are four scrubs, go win me a ring. Right. Because the league's not that guy anymore. After the street closed, Davis. is scoring 40 points a game of late. Yeah. And absolutely propelling them. And they are now on the cusp of being out of the play-in tournament, which is unbelievable. Insanity. They're half a game behind Golden State and the Clippers. Three back of the Suns, so the Suns aren't happening. No. But now, all of a sudden, you're in a position where you're tied with New Orleans, the Warriors, and the Clippers, essentially. And you have a head-to-head with the Clippers. Where do, where do you think this ends up? Because you have the Jazz tonight. Should be a dub. Lakers are in town tonight. Now, the crazy thing about this game, if you guys peep the line on this game, this is going to be my lock of the night right here. Time for Monty to make you money. Presented by our good friends at spewwallet.com. I don't know if they have a sponsor. Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. Screw you, DraftKings. Um, The Jazz, the Lakers. The Jazz are plus 
nine. Oh, you already know. You already know what this is going to be. Two thirty-five. You already know. Is that number? Yeah. You already know. Now the question is, what do you do with Anthony Davis when Udoka Azubuki is trying to guard that? Uh, you abuse Udoka Azubuki, <laughs> right? Repeatedly. Because I seriously have no idea how you are going to handle Anthony Davis tonight. Because he has been, and if you haven't been paying attention, the guy's been out of his mind. D'Angelo Russell is experiencing foot soreness. They're trying to be cautious with him so he will not play tonight. Yudoka Azubuki will start for Walker Kessler. Damian Jones will see a lot of minutes as a backup. I think the Lakers are going to run away with this game. I think they're going to run away with this game. Colin Sexton will come off the bench tonight. He'll be on an 18-minute uh, restriction. I think the Lakers are absolutely going to... no Markkanen, gonna, right? No, I don't believe Markkanen's playing tonight. No, I think he's out. Did you guys, by the way, see that... Um, did you guys see that Lori Markkanen bought a mansion... Homie went in on a crib, dude. Are you surprised by this? No. I, I think a lot of people are stunned by this. Well, because a not, lot of people don't know Utah, and a lot of people don't know Lori, I don't feel like. I I am a little surprised by this. Um, Lori Markkinen um, told uh, Hoops Hype uh, that Aunt Danny Ainge told him he could buy a house in Utah. So Markkinen is staying home in Utah. Do you believe that Laurie Markkinen finishes his career with the Jazz? No. He'll be here another five years, though. I don't think he finishes his career here, but he'll be here another five years, which is why he's buying a house, and he should. So Danny Ainge tells Laurie Markkinen, yeah, you can buy a house in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So he he immediately goes, where to buy a house? <laughs> Going to Holiday, dude. Yeah, of course. All the pimps live in Holiday, right? Yeah. I mean, love holiday. Great area. We were just in Old Town Holiday the other day. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, Travis Bird was going all off about this, and everyone's freaking out about how he bought a house. And it's like, dude, like, it's it's the business of the league, man. Once the guy knows he's going to be here four or five years, he's going to buy a house. He's got, I mean, that is not a lot of money to Lori Marketing. dude. No. Like, you know what I mean? Are you so kidding like, me? So, so. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm too cynical about this. I just, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So he clearly is, he's going to be here a minute. So he's bought a crib. What's the big deal? Well, I think fans want so desperately to read into all of these stories about marketing. And I, I just, why would they trade marketing now? The guy is having a Renaissance type season. He was an MVP candidate for a good part of the year. Yeah. Certainly, I think he, he, I think he has a better than average chance of winning most improved player. Right. I just don't even see that this is controversial in any way, shape, or form. No, or I mean, anything I, I for think people to freak out about. Dude, if you're a Jazz fan, this is what you want to be saying. Yes. I mean, this is, I mean you, you, need, you need to have Markinen and Kessler here for the long term. And then obviously, you got to let Danny do his aging. You know, like that's, Danny do his aging. That's right. Yeah. Danny, that's right. Danny's, you got age, boy. Danny's got plenty of butter to spread over the toast, man. He does. He does. Jeremy Callahan says, uh, Azabuki or Sheik your booty. I think Sheik your booty. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, Sheik your booty. Anita Dickenming.
Um, I mean, they're the that's the same. That's just the Latin pronunciation of Hiscock. 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 <laughs> Waves in opposition. Anthony Davis or LeBron James for the Lakers? Who's more important? AD, I think all day. I think I think the problem is is that it's kind of what you said. I mean, Father Time is catching undefeated. LeBron James and is undefeated. And LeBron can still do a ton for you. I mean, LeBron, LeBron's still 30 points a night. No problem, right? But that doesn't translate to winning games now. You need Anthony Davis to be that imposing figure that works hard on the glass, that gets you the turnaround free throw line jumper, that like does all those little things that he's known for yep. and stays healthy. And, and I think if he can just stay healthy, they get to the playoffs, hopefully they win a series or two, and then let's see. A lot of people feel like, oh, they're going to win a championship. I'm not quite there yet. I need to see Anthony Davis stay healthy. Uh, and I'm not I, like, I just, I need to see that. But if he stays healthy, I do think they have as good a chance as anybody. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Monty's big bets. I am going to go with the Lakers and Jazz tonight. And I hate to say it, friends. Yeah. I think you got to take the Lakers to win cover. And I think... My guess is this goes over the 235 because, and I think it'll go over the 235 because I think the Lakers are, are going to score 125. I think they are going to walk away because I think they're on a mission and they know yeah. that I think they know that this game is incredibly what was the, important. What was the, you still have ESPN up? What was the Rockets score last night or the night before? They, the, they just played the Rockets, the Lakers did. The Lakers beat the Rockets 134 to 109. Yeah, so I mean, I I think that's the kind of game we're looking at here. I mean, I I one thirty four had number, forty. Yeah, LeBron had eighteen, Reeves had eighteen, Hachimura had twenty, Bees had thirteen. Yeah, and the big thing is they only turned the ball over five times. Yeah, I think this is going to be a this very, is going to be an ass kicking. I think it is, and if it the number you need to watch in this game is the free throws. Yeah. Because if the Lakers shoot over 20 free throws, you're cooked. Yep. You're and they cooked. will. They will. They will. Uh, I, so my bet tonight, my lock of the night, Lakers to cover and go over the 235. Yeah, I like that. I would agree with that. And I think the tough part, if marketing was playing, we'd be having a different conversation, but he's not. And I think that, that yeah, the Lakers are on a mission. So I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. So you For okay? Sure. So what do you do? You not you don't have your own lock. You're gonna ride my coattails again. You know, is that what you're telling me? That's what I'm telling you, bro. That's what I'm um, telling you. All right. Well, I'll also then I guess I'll have to come up with my own lock. Uh, I love the line in the OKC Golden State game. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you guys make of OKC right now? Because I also think that. This is an incredibly interesting team. So I don't know when Chet Holmgren's going to make his debut. <laughs> Never. No, I think it it is this week at some point. I think Chet Holmgren is going to play. He is going through pregame warmups every single night. He has been upgraded to questionable. And you look at the way that they got trounced by the Suns the other night. Right. They've got to do something to make the playoffs because they're getting everything they want from Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah. Josh Giddy looks tired at times. Like he, he is, I think it's a long grind for guys like him. 
And I think as good as Jalen Williams has played, he was not very good the other night. I think that this is going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. But, man, I don't trust Golden State at all. Why? What do you mean, why? They have been wildly fucking inconsistent. What do you mean, why? Right, but so have the Lakers. So have other teams. No, the Lakers have gotten rock solid now. Stop. They have. Got, they have. For three games? Four games? Yeah, because they got their guys back. Right, but, everybody's, but, everybody's practicing and playing together now for them. Mm-hmm. And you can see the growth. But I think you have to be careful when you're saying things like the Lakers have been consistent. Oh, they, they have been consistent. The last two weeks... The last two weeks, Anthony Davis has been far more consistent. And since LeBron's been practicing, not even playing the games, since LeBron got back to practicing, they've been a better team. And I I think it shows. I look at Golden State, they terrify me. That loss to the Nuggets the other night, they should have won that game. Mm -hmm. And they gave it away. And they're beating teams like the Pelicans and the Spurs and losing to the Nuggets and the T-Wolves. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, this game against OKC is terrifying. Golden State's minus eight and a half at Chase Center. Mm -hmm. There is no way that they should not cover this number. There is no way. You want to know about covering numbers? The flipping over is 242 and a half. Right. So again, I just ask, at 242 and a half, I think you got to go under and I think you got to take Golden State to cover. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I but I am not I, at all sure on that whatsoever. Yeah, that's a big number, dude. Two forty-two and a half is huge. Yeah, minus eight and a half is a huge number for that Golden State team. I got a lock for you. I'm 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 here. I got one. Boston and Philly tonight. Oh God, you like this? No, because you're gonna be a cock. Am I? Yes. There's no doubt. You woke up this morning. Yeah, I know. I wake up and I'm a cock. I get it. See what I did there. Boston's plus three and a half in Philly. Here's the problem for Philly. Boston hasn't played since March 31st. They're rested. They're ready. They're available. Over-under is 227. This game is going over. Boston's winning this game by five. So they're going to cover. And we're going to be in a good place. So you think Boston's going to cover? Yeah, I do. I do. Do you, what do you make of the dysfunction with Jason and Jalen? Yeah, I think it's always been there. I think that's the problem. Like, they've always been this team that can get to the finals, but just can't figure it out. Dude, the money lines in this game are trash. Yeah. I, oh my God. Uh, I don't know why you would pick this game. <laughs> because it's a TNT game and everyone can watch it. Um, that's not a reason to pick this game. Uh, I look at the way that, that Philly's played. They've lost four out of six. Their losses are to Golden State, Phoenix, and Denver on the road, as well as Milwaukee on the road. But they're smashing bros at home. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably go opposite on this game. But, hey, that's up to you. That's up to you, dude. Um, my lock is the Lakers running through the Jazz. Fasting. Jeremy Callahan says, Boston, Boston. Yeah, dude. Um, I think you got to – I'd take the Sixers. (laughs) Brent Burnett says, Boston goes for the win, which helps the Jazz pick. Sixers must lose. (laughs) 
I didn't okay. even think of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jet G Town says, Monty, say hi to my dad. He's watching. Hey, Jet's dad. Yeah, you should have wrapped it up, Jet's dad. Um, <laughs> Anita Dick and Ming. Hiscock. 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 <clears throat> Jet's dad. Hugh Janus. Jet's dad. Nice to meet you. Dude, you, you walked oh, into that. Bro. Jet, you walked into that. Oh, yeah, you walked into the. You know, what did you think what you were going to get? What did you think get? you were going to get here, bro? Waves in opposition. Good Lord. What did you think you were going to get? DeLambo uh, says, Brown is a weirdo. He was crushing on Donovan in the bubble. I think they spooned. Uh, McKinley Cutler, Monty's favorite jazz player, THT, is going for 70-plus, and the jazz are going to yeah. upset the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we do it before we leave, Jake? Can we do it in less than six minutes? Why? Uh, just because it's almost six. Okay. All I put, right. I put the go. graphic up now. Right, yep. We're going down the rabbit hole, bro. Donald Trump turned himself in, arrested, arraigned on his plane. He's already back in Florida. What really do we have to lose? Was this a good day for the United States of America? Because this has been a very, very heated debate amongst the, the parishioners. Mm -hmm. I don't believe today was a good day. And this has nothing to do with Donald Trump guilty or innocent. Because, right. frankly, I, it almost doesn't matter to me. Yeah. The 45th president of the United States was arrested for fraud today. Try that one on for <coughs> size, right? Not Donald Trump, not QAnon, not Marge, not any of that other crap. The right. 45th president of the United States was arrested today. Yeah. So... Anybody that wants to say this was a good day, you're going to have to explain that to me because I'm not here for the, um, I'm not here for the, well, the rule of law. It, should he have been arrested? I don't know. Are the charges a bunch of garbage? No. But again, that's not the conversation we're having. I'm straight up asking you, is this a good day based on the fact the president of the United States got arrested today? And I'm telling you, it's not a good day. And anytime your president is arrested in a corruption scandal, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a bad thing. And again, maybe this goes back to the, you know, maybe this goes back to the conversation of, you know, like why we can't be Americans, which is what I did a short on the channel today about we've got to stop being Democrats or Republicans. And I think we have to start being Americans again. And so I look at this Rappaport video. Did you put this in here, by the way? Yeah. Um, I look at this Rappaport video today. And Marjorie Taylor Greene was in New York City for whatever reason she thought that would work out well. It did not. Mm -hmm. Michael Rappaport was at her rally. And a riot ensued <laughs> of anti-Marge. And it went like this. You animal, you! Go back to the farm, you animal! They're looking for you at the sanctuary! You filthy animal! You QAnon lunatic! Hit her with the space lasers! Blast her with the fucking space lasers! Get the fuck out of New York, you racist, sick, filthy, infected animal! Get the fuck out of here! Mr. 
fucking vaccination genius scientific I mean, expert, you fucking asshole. Welcome to New York, Marge. Hey, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, people are saying that she showed up to this because she is pining to be Donnie's VP. When oh, there's again. no doubt about that. Yeah. She goes to all of his rallies. She was yeah. in Waco a couple of weeks ago. and yeah. So she's trying. But this is what politics has turned into. Right. Right? Like, this is what politics has turned into. And it is incredibly frustrating to me that this is what politics has turned into. And I, I just don't know how. How do we fix this? I mean, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene gets on 60 Minutes the other night and is talking about how you know, like the this and the, the and the, <coughs> like, is is that what America's about? So Donald Trump gets arrested today, and all hell breaks loose. Not at his arraignment, at her stupid rally. He was never the problem. Marge was the problem. Yeah, and I think this this whole concept of like, was this a good day or just how bad of a day was this? Like. I think I think the problem is is that you have like my generation and younger feels like Donald Trump was this villain who who ruined our country and and, and I'm not sitting here defending Donnie I mean I I I have my own views I, I I don't think very highly of Donald Trump I mean that's no secret but but I agree with you on this one I don't think there's any getting away from the fact whether like whether it was DJT or whether could have been. Bill Clinton or Obama or whatever president we want to look at. If a former president is getting arrested and indicted, that's a problem for our country, dude. And I think it just, it, I, I just think it's childish to not be able to put aside your opinion of Donald Trump to see a bigger picture and understand that this is a bad look overall. Yeah. And it's not, you know, like the, the other hard part is, you know, I'm watching what it, we watched CNN for a while today. Like I was, I was looking at Fox news and they're all attacking each other. Yeah. Not talking about the issues, not talking about the arraignment, not talking about the facts of the case. They're attacking each other. And this, the, the thing I really struggle with is you have to like be your own source of news. I'm not a big fan of Fox. Right? Like you have to be your own source of news. Like what I and I don't care if you're a CNN fan or a Fox fan or an MSNBC fan or whatever you're a fan of. How do you believe any of that stuff? You can't. You just can't do it. You can't. And you I, can't and I do it. The problem is and is once again we're past the time where you can wake up, have your breakfast, go to work, come home, watch the news to catch up on everything you missed yeah, because that's now over with. That's over with. Right, because now all these networks, as we've talked about, have an agenda. And and I think that the trouble is is that it takes work now. It takes intentionality to to read different outlets and sources and like consume all this information to understand, okay, hey, Fox has Fox is talking about the story this way. It's Fox. CNN's doing it this way, but it's CNN. Like, what is my opinion? That's the trouble. I feel like the average person, the average Joe American, the average hardworking, bus mass to put food on the table person doesn't have time for that. We don't have time to be digging. So that's why I say, like, I just, I wish it was different. But the reality is it's not different. And there's no getting around the fact, mm -mm. you know, that, that this is not healthy for our country. Yeah, I, that's why I say, like, this whole confluence of events 
over the last few weeks, you can just see this coming. You know, like we don't have a candidate on either side, the Republicans or the Democrats. We don't have a centrist. We, we, like we don't have a candidate to back. Yeah. We, we don't. And you look at where politics is now. You look at where, you know, like the, the economy is now. You look at where jobs are, the real estate market. You look at all this stuff now. It's out of our control now. Like it, it, it's, it's truly out of our hands because we've elected people who just are not in it for us. We've lost control. And maybe that's, you know, an ideology. And because you can go back to politics in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Like none of that shit was for us. But at least we had, we felt like we had some modicum of control of our lives. And there's a lot of this stuff that I just feel like is out of our control. We have no say over it. Yeah, we have no say over it. You know, like, yeah. Whether it's healthcare or interest rates or buying a house, like think how different the American dream is now than for you than what it was for your parents. Yeah, it's different. Think about how different the American dream is, your version of the American dream today versus when your parents had an American dream. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I and this isn't me even being salty. I, I like, I think it's very different. I, I think even twenty years ago, you could you could realistically say to yourself, okay. I was born in this country. Um, I don't want to go to college or I wasn't good enough in high school to go to college, let's say. But I know that I could go out and, and you know, put food on the table. I could wait tables. I could do these different things that w- wouldn't make me a lot of money, but would make me enough. I mean, I could still make two or 3000 a month and pay my rent and, and just get by. But I don't think that's possible anymore. I don't no, think that you it's can. it's not. I don't think that that you can do that anymore. And, and that's what I think is really unfortunate. And it's like, ultimately, I almost feel like the Trump thing has just turned into this sideshow that's kept us entertained. I don't even think that people understand the severity of it. I don't think so. And and we, we that's why I said, like, Donald Trump Jr. today tweeting a picture of the, the district attorney. I want to say, was it district the daughter, attorney or uh, the daughter of the district attorney maybe or... What are we doing? Why would you tweet that? Or why would you put that on, I guess, Truth Social? Truth Social. You know, and talking at like, funny. why why, why do we have to try to, to incite violence? Why do we use violence as a, as a method of decision-making? That's not what democracies are. Like, but we've just lost that. You know, like we just, we just have lost all of that. Yeah. And we want to go back and talk about, you know, like today I'm, I'm watching CNN and they're talking about, you know, one of the, I think it was one of Trump's former advisors was on CNN today. Yeah. Talking about Hillary Clinton's emails. I'm like, dude, are you serious? We're going back to Hillary Clinton's emails. Well, and again, I think that that's (laughs) What are we doing? But but that's what the Republican Party's doing right now. And yeah, and I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I, I don't look at it that way. Because I there are issues on both sides. But I hear too much about Hunter Biden's laptop and Hillary's emails and and all these things that are in the past. Now. They're, but it's all like, these committees yeah. that the last 10 years, these committees that get absolutely nothing done. Yeah. You know, like the Mueller report was a fucking sham. And, yeah. you know, you look like Hunter Biden's laptop is never leading anywhere. 
You're not putting Joe Biden in jail when he's out of office. He's going to be dead, <laughs> man. Like I, I'm, not, I'm only half joking. He's going to like the guy's a hundred years old and he wants to run for president again. Who the who is going to vote for that guy? Know your role and shut your mouth. Uh, like t- today, one of the great thought, one of those conversations that I had in my head was if Joe Biden runs again. Who's going to vote for that guy? When he runs again. Who's who's going to vote for I'm not voting for him. I'm not voting for him. I would sure, you would I, you the issue though is you your choices are DeSantis probably. I'm sure Donnie will try to run depending on how this works out for him. Right? But yeah. who's going to be that third option for the Republicans? Yeah, I don't know. Kent and it's stuff like this. Kent like that this is what we've got to stop doing. When Trump was president, everything was better. No, it wasn't. When, what is better? What is better? The tax code that fucked every American below a billionaire? Was that, was that better? You think because the stock market was higher? This is the other day. I had, I had a debate with a guy, I don't know, a month ago about the stock market now. Oh, the stock market during Trump's days was great. Do you understand that you can't leverage long play stocks anymore. Do you understand that that's just not how you're going to make your living? At, at, like the stock market is, is not an avenue for nine out of 10 people in the long, like, hey, I'm going to retire in 50 years because I put five bucks in the stock market. It doesn't work like that anymore. It doesn't, your 401k, it doesn't work like that anymore. You've got to do for you. Yeah, what you need to do, and, I, and I'm not, just because they advertise on the show, things like Triday are yes. what you have to do now. You have to have education. Again, it's the old cliche, corny ass, cheesy ass saying that I love to run out there. Skills pay the bills. It's not good enough just to wake up, put a buck into one stock, and then wake up 50 years from now and think that that buck's going to be a million bucks. But I look at stuff like gas prices. Gas. Do you understand that Joe Biden has zero control over gas prices? And Donald Trump didn't have control either. Zero control over gas prices. None. Not none whatsoever. Do you, do you know how much money has been put into trying to, to hang gas prices on Joe Biden's neck? Do you understand? Like, we have no control over gas prices. It's corporate greed, period, 100%. And both sides have funded research on it. It's 100 Go look at the profits of the major gas companies in this, in this universe. And then go ahead and hang that around Joe Biden. Like, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. It, it is, it is, you guys. That's what I'm saying. We can't get wrapped up you, in this, you, though, The but... present, the, the, the stuff that, we, uh, that we're talking about is our fault. Because we have not taken control of our own lives. That's, that's what this message today, absolutely, absolutely what your takeaway should be is that we've got to take control of our lives, man. Like we're relying on other people to make stuff happen for us and we just can't do it anymore. Yeah. You have to have control of, and whatever the controllables are in your life, because I, I, largely I think control is a big myth. Like if you're a control freak, it's a big myth. Controllables are real. What are the things you can control? Your income, you can control your relationships, your happiness. Your happiness isn't on somebody else. Your happiness is your responsibility. That's what we got to focus on. We have to take back the control of our lives. We've got to stop doing the QA nonstuff and the, 
the, the, all of this crazy conspiracy theory stuff. Take control of your life. That's what today should prove to you. Anyway, to wrap that up, today today was not a good day. Yeah. Today was not a good day. And look, like I, it I, just is not. The, the comment section's raging right now, and I'm gonna just make this point again. I understand you guys all have your opinions, and your opinions are valid, but that's not the conversation we're having. We're no. not having a conversation about pros and cons of Donald Trump or Biden's laptop. We're talking about today was not a good day for our country. And if you can't get on board with that, then there's a different conversation that's needed because it was not a good day for the country, man. Control your controllables, man. Build, build your life. That is, that's really what I, I, what I want to leave this as is like, think about that. What in your life are you not doing that you need to be doing? Yeah. You know, like, is it your mental health? Is it controlling the conversation in your head? Is it addressing whatever that issue in your soul is that you've let go? Is it your fitness? Is it, you know, like, I'm telling you, if you guys will control that and you will take control of your income and you will do things to build generational wealth for you and your family, all this p political nonsense means almost nothing to you. It means almost nothing because we get lost in all of this BS out here and then we're not focusing on what's right here. 100%. That's what happens. 100%. That's what happens. I, I, I just, I really hope that we do that. Yeah. Honest to God. Yeah, man. I really hope that we do that. So anyway, today was not a good day. Real quick, can we rip Chick-fil-A for a while? Because that'll make me feel better. Yeah. Can somebody explain to me why we're, we're protesting? There are people protesting Chick-fil-A because they took a side salad off their menu. Bro. <laughs> Again, the side salads out here, their crappy chicken is right here in front of your face. <laughs> the fact that you're concerned about Chick-fil-A taking a Everybody garden- is outraged. A garden salad off their menu to the, to the point where so many people protested, they put it back on the menu. That means you're ignoring their terrible French fries. That means you're ignoring their terrible chicken sandwiches. And you're the guy that goes to Cane's. Bro. Right? You're the guy that goes Be to Cane's. Be better, bro. Dude, I, I, why are you going to Chick-fil-A for a salad? I don't can, can get I, this can at I, all. Bro, like, what are, what are we doing? If you're going to go to Chick-fil-A, eat like a fat ass. Don't get the salad. If you're going to eat well, don't go to Chick-fil-A. Hey, get the salad at the store. Um, can I? Now. That's like going and eating fast food, and you're like, all right, can I get a uh, Big Mac, uh, large fries? Just throwing a 10-piece and an apple pie. Oh, but you've got the cup of would fruit you, as a side. Would you like a drink with that, sir? Yeah, I'll take a large Diet Coke. I'm trying to watch my waistline. Let me get that Diet Coke. Fat! Fat! So what about the fries, the Big Mac, and the, and the nuggets, right? Oh, you're feeding those to your kids, right? Like, I just, I what couldn't believe that this is over a side salad at a fast food joint. Are you serious? Dude, you, I, I there are few things that are more overrated in the chicken world than Chick-fil-A and in the burger world, it is in and out Yeah. I'm just telling you Fat. now. Fat. If you're not eating Super Chicks or the place in Murray, in the parking lot of the mall, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Those are chicken sandwiches, yo. Like Pretty Bird. Those are chicken sandwiches, yo. Chick-fil-A is not chicken sandwiches. No. You go to Chick-fil-A for breakfast, okay, I can almost get on but board with that. listen to me, that. listen to me. Even if you like Chick-fil-A, 
Why are you pissed about a salad at a chicken joint? What, yeah, like, I don't know, man. What are you doing with your life, bro? I got to ask questions now because because you should be going to 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 Harmon's or Smith's or whatever your store is for salad, dude. You should be getting you should be getting the Oreo shake, the fried chicken sandwich, and some fries, even though they suck. That's what you should be getting there. Dude, get a side of mac and cheese before the side of salad. Is there anybody that likes Chick-fil-A French fries? Damn. I don't. Yes, Darren. We're oh, comment dump. Uh Darren was talking about how diet soda. There it is. Diet soda is a scam. It is. It's right up there with Hunter Biden's laptop, dude. Don't. (laughs) 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 See what I did there? Why would you bring that up? See what I did there? We had gotten past it. Uh, Diet soda is a total scam. Don't drink diet soda. Don't drink soda at all. Yeah, there's no need to. Water. uh, Water. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. By the way, um, people are going after Travis Bird (laughs) because Travis Bird. So Big Daddy Magic loves to post pictures of him with famous people. Right. That's like his thing. So he said in the in the Monty Group exclusive chat, I've met famous people. And Lopes Van Gabe said, do you have proof? Because <laughs> <laughs> all Travis Bird does is post pictures of him with famous people. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Please don't go to Chick-fil-A and please don't drink diet soda. Yeah. All right. I feel better. Good. Kay Nuren says, I ate it in and out just one time to try it, and I never went back. Yeah, it's pretty mid, dude. Truck Stop Gumby says, what about Hunter Biden's fries? <laughs> Tanner Plummer says, I haven't had diet, uh, drank soda in a year, and my life has been infinitely better. It will it be. It is, dude. It will it be. Is. By the way, dude, I'm about a week away from, like, butthole core. Oh, you're a week away from ass vacuums. Okay. Colonoscopy. Are you nervous? In a day away. It's next Thursday. Yeah, how do you feel? Are you nervous? Um, I am. I feel like health-wise, I think I'm fine. Okay. I shouldn't say that out loud. But it always makes me nervous like to get a, a medical procedure. Yeah, and dude. It's not like, fun. Like, hey, do you have cancer? Like, anytime they're looking for cancer, like, you're, ter- I'm terrified. Yeah, dude. Because that's all colonoscopies are. They're looking for bad things. Yeah. Right? And never mind that you, like, throw up out of your butthole for, like, two days and... It's a miserable experience, It's not good. Yeah. Right? The good news is they knock you out, you wake back up in like three seconds, and it's over. Right? But, dude, like, it makes me nervous. And I eat a lot of whole grains. I eat a ton of fiber every day. you You have good performance in that area of your life. Yeah. I'm a pooping machine. Right? Like, I am... Yeah. Doctor defecation. I mean, I'm all about it. Right? Yeah. But it still makes me nervous. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, I think it's... Anytime you're going under, dude, it's 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 sketch. They're, they're talking no about doubt. doing colonoscopies at 40. Yeah. Because colon cancer has become such a thing. Yeah. Because we eat so much weight. Uh, Kay Nuren says, uh, I lose weight every time I do it. I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, Darren Ingram got a neck procedure tomorrow. They all are for good, my guy. You're straight. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, good luck, Darren. What's Appreciate your, you, dude. I hope your neck procedure goes well. Yeah. Thanks for your service. Tanner Plummer says a colonoscopy. That sucks. I'm terrified to go to the doctor, but I know that I have to go back eventually. Gulp. You always got to go. You always got to go. Always have to go. Uh, Maury uh, Alvarez says, when you come, it's on me. What? 
bro, this is a family program. Dude. Like, I don't appreciate you going that way. I need a dick. Uh, WW says, I had a cancerous polyp in my first one. Fortunately, uh, that was all there was. Ooh, WW, appreciate that. Uh, colonoscopy and a side garden salad from chick fil <laughs> Exactly. Waves in opposition. Exactly right. Like, it's it's terrible, dude. Hugh Janus. It's terrible. Jeremy Callahan, after colonoscopy, head straight to fill up a chick fil anus. <laughs> See what he did there? Hugh Janus. Uh, Darren Ingram says you won't be able to say exit alone any, only anymore. Oh. Damn. Wow. Darren, Damn, really? Bro. Really? Damn, bro. Hugh really? Janus. Damn. Really? Bro, did we have Darren, to go there? You went in, my guy. You really had to go dude. there? Dude. Dadgummit. Carrie says, hey Stay hard. You know. Uh, Tanner says, uh, will Bucked Up ensure that you live forever? I'm hoping. I drink enough of it. Um, all right, that's it. Show's over. All right. uh, make sure you check out the link to Bucked Up in the comments uh, or in the description of this show. Get your free samples of Bucked Up. You get three free samples and a shaker cup right to your front door. Check it out. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Tridaytrading.com. Make sure you guys go and get your $10 30-day membership. Take my word for it. You want to talk about taking control of your life? Tridaytrading.com. Absolutely, positively. Now, it's always we're presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.